Loudmouths 631-672-3108 is the number. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, the wise guys are on the corner. What is going on over there? I am changing that. Well, that's wonderful. Shout out to Trey and the new Wise Guys show. On our network, uh, it was a great show, boys, uh, obviously, Trey, giving his take on the NFL season and all the different things that he was talking about today. But shout out to the wise guys. Uh, Jeffrey Dobbins, Errol and Speedy, what's going on? What's up, Jeffrey? How are you doing, man? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Chicka, 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 chicka. At 9.30, we'll be talking to NFL Network newsroom ticker operator and writer, Brendan Walker. And at 10 o'clock, we'll be talking to Betsperts and Sports betting manager Ryan Noonan. He'll be joining us as well. It's going to be a great one tonight. So everybody, keep tuning in. Uh, we will ask Speedy some interesting questions moving on in the show. We'll make everybody laugh as we do every single show. So definitely stay tuned for the comedy hour. And uh, we are going to make a comedy section of a comedy hour. But shout out to all the fans that listen to us every single week throughout our network and everything that's going on in the world in sports. Ah. Anyways, uh, topics we're going to get into today. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL set to appeal the Deshaun Watson six-game suspension. I don't think this is going anywhere, and I'm going to tell you why a little bit later in the show. The NFL is trying to move forward and trying to push this suspension to a full season. I doubt that's going to happen. What is this over here? The NFL offers Deshaun Watson a settlement of two, what is this? 12 games and a 8 to $10 million fine, and Deshaun Watson did not take it. Well, why, why would he? I mean, why? He won the whole thing. He got six games. Why would he take a 12-game suspension worth, worth about 8 to $10 million he is going to have to pay off? Why would I do that? I mean, six games better than 12, am I right? I mean, it well, doesn't make any sense. Well, you gotta hope that Roger Goodell thinks otherwise, because he's appealing again, apparently. The Goodello <laughs> is going to smello. Anyways. Well, he does that anyway. He does, but he makes $45 million a year, so. Yeah, nobody cares how it he It doesn't matter how, how much he smells when he makes that kind of money, bud. Anyways. Um, the Knicks and the 76ers are officially being investigated for tampering in reference to the free agent signings that they had this offseason. Well, I am not surprised the New York Knicks are in the tabloids right now, but we've been talking about this. Uh, they were talking to Jalen Brunson. Everybody knows that Jalen Brunson's father works for the Knicks. Uh, and Donovan Mitchell might be on the next way out of Utah into New York. 
I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how many sanctions the Knicks are going to get when that happens. But uh, interesting, interesting story. We'll get into that as well in just a few minutes. Brian Cashman says Luis Severino will likely miss the rest of the season. He'll be back for the postseason. I, this is an interesting, interesting story, but uh, maybe that's why the, the Yankees made the moves that they made the moves at the trade deadline. Uh, they're also, it's a very interesting thing on why they decided to trade Jordan Montgomery, knowing that Savarino was going to be, and they knew that Savarino, Savarino could be out for a significant amount of time. That doesn't make sense why they traded Montgomery, but I, I guess the, the Herman thing and, and some of the other pitchers uh, obviously getting healthy. And maybe some of the young pitchers they could be bringing up. Right. So who knows. Um, Sheldon Rankin says that he expects the Jets to have the best, the number one defense in the whole NFL this year. So Sheldon Rankin speaking the craziness. But uh, uh, let's hope this isn't a clown show. Okay, because we all remember the last time this was announced, hmm. and that was old Sexy Rexy giving us his outbursts of saying how good the defense is going to be. And, uh, you know, obviously the last couple of years they uh, laid up a bunch of duds. So um, hopefully uh, this team is as good as everybody says it's going to be. Uh, the Islanders are one of the three finalists uh, for signing Nazim Kadri. I. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to get him. I, I don't. I, I, I'd i be very surprised if he doesn't re-sign with the Avalanche. Mm. I think the Avalanche will, will figure out a way to re-sign him. It makes a lot of sense. He had his best season with the Avalanche. Why would he go to the Islanders? But, hey, uh, you know, Lou Lamorello has struck out almost every single way this offseason. Maybe he strikes out again. And this could be three strikes for Lou Lamorello. So it's so very interesting to hear that uh, they're one of the lead teams, but it, it doesn't make sense because he's a center and they don't need a center unless, again, they decide to move him to either the right or left wing or decide to move Barzell to the right or left wing. So they're only bringing Kadri in to play with Barzell. That would be the only reason why they're bringing him in. They need another offensive score on that line. Uh, what is Jeff saying over here? If the Jets do become a clown show, you should sue them for stealing your vibe. Thank you. But of course. Well, you well, know. Well, don't worry. We have another Jeff in the comment section, section Mr. Dobbins. I guess he surpassed Je- uh, Mr. Stenberg as your favorite Jeff now. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jeff Ste- Stenberg is, is really a stem in my ass, okay? So he's just a pain in the balls. He just is annoying. He really is. Well, we're, we're already only about 10 minutes into the show, and you're already talking about ass and balls. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about it. I'm just mentioning it because uh, good old Jeff uh, makes everybody feel that way. But anyways, so um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dobbins likes it, I say. I think you like it. Do you no, like I, it? I, I think. Would I think... you like to hang out with Jeff? I would, but not in the ass and balls way you're thinking. I'm not I'm not thinking anything. That's what you were thinking. I just mentioned it. I didn't think that. Sure. Anyways. Um why don't we get into the Sheldon Rankins thing because it's really a quick story and I, I was reading this today. Uh earlier today that Sheldon Rankins uh after practice, I think yesterday uh, was interviewed with the press, and he talks about how fast the defense is going to be this year. They're going to have the pass rushers uh, with, obviously, Lawson coming back and, and then Jermaine, John, Jermaine, um, Jermaine Johnson and, and just 
everything that they have, uh, even Kawan Alexander, he, he said that Kawan Alexander showed up in the beginning of the week. He looks pretty good and, and very in shape. You look at the Jets, and I, I know a lot of Jet fans are sitting here and they're wondering, hey, you know what? This team could be as good as we thought they were going to be when Robert Sala came to this team when, when some of the acquisitions were made in the offseason last year. Everybody thought that this defense was going to be faster, more fun to watch. And then losing Carl Lawson for the whole season, not having a pass rush. Sheldon Rankins was far from what he was when he played for the Saints. And and I, and again, this defense was slow in the, uh, in the front seven. They were not fast. And Quentin Williams, who everybody thought was going to have a better season with the New York Jets, just wasn't the same player he was the year before. But I think this year, with some of the acquisitions they made, Carl Lawson being healthy, the offensive line definitely being stable, adding a guy like Lincoln Tomlinson, I, I think this team could definitely be a lot better than people think. But is this defense going to be the number one defense in all of football? I don't know. There's a lot of good defenses. There really is. San Diego, a.k.a. the L.A. Chargers, they upgraded their defense completely. They added a top-end pass rusher, and you know who, Speedy. Tell us who he is. Khalil Mack. Khalil Big Daddy Mack. And then obviously adding a great corner. In Jackson, J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots, who's been one of the best corners in the league for the last three years, they stabilized, they stabilized their secondary. And, and by the way, they have the best safety in football in Derwin James. And that front seven is going to be beastly. Scary good. So you look at that team, that team's going to have a, a beast of a defense. How about the Broncos in the AFC? Last year, their defense was spectacular. They did lose a a defensive player in the trade for Russell Wilson. But this defense is still going to be very fast and very fun to watch. I'm just talking about the AFC right now. The Chargers. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, not the Chargers. The Oakland Raiders, a.k.a. the Las Vegas Raiders. I always say that because I always remember them as those teams. The Raiders' defense was fantastic last year. Played very well in the second half. Now with Josh McDaniels, I want to see what Josh is going to put together as far as the defense is concerned. But they're going to be fun to watch as well. And the Buffalo Bills. And the New England Patriots that was a top five defense last year. To sit here and say that the Jets are going to have that. I'm a Jet fan. To say that the Jets are going to be the best defense, Speedy, in all of football. They're going to have to really upgrade the tempo of their game. Not only that, you have to help that everyone stays healthy, too. They have as talented of a defense as they have. They have a lot of guys, including Sheldon Rankins himself, that have been injury-prone in their career. We talked about it last week with Kawan Alexander and C.J. Mosley. Both of them have dealt with their injury issues. Quinnen Williams has dealt with his injury issues. Rankins, as I mentioned, has dealt with his injury issues, too. LaMarcus Joyner. There's a lot of guys that already have done that. In addition to the fact that the Jets are all young all at once, too, where a lot of these guys are going to be learning and see. Now, granted, some of these other guys are, too. Like you were saying with the Chargers, a lot of new additions. Like you were saying, with teams like uh, teams like the Broncos, they're going to have to change a lot of their new additions too. And in the NFC too, even you have teams like the Rams, you have teams like the Saints that are still going to be strong too. So yeah, for the Jets to be a, the best defense in the league is a stretch. I think just for on that. Could they be top half of the league, top twelve, possibly? I could see that if everyone's healthy because they do have a lot of depth 
on the defensive line. They do have a lot of depth in the secondary, so that can make a difference. And outside of Buffalo, there's not really a super scary offense in that division. So if they do well in games against the Patriots and the Dolphins, they can definitely strive on that. Granted, they didn't last year, but the Jets had all those injuries last year. So I don't think it's going to be a massive... I don't think it's massive to say they can't be a top 12 if those circumstances happen. I think they could be a top 10 defense. We've seen teams take it all the way up 10 or 13 spots. And with Robert Sala and the way he likes to press and he doesn't like to blitz, I think that this team could be a top 10 defense. To be the number one defense, you got to be extraordinary. And I don't know if this team is that yet. Now, a year from now, maybe they could be, but... Being that this is Robert Sala's second year, the defense now obviously Carl Lawson and and this this is going to be a high tempo defense and and now I think they have the the linebackers to do what Robert Sala likes to do uh, with uh, add, adding a guy like Alexander and C.J. Mosley and then Quinton, uh, Quincy Williams. I think that this team is still going to have problems in certain aspects of the secondary now. I like the safeties that they have. I do. I think I think uh, they added some good secondary depth in the offseason. But again, I still wonder if this Jet team is going to be what they need to be in the secondary to stop some of the top wide receivers that they're going to have to play this year in the AFC. That'll come down to the number one corner play emerging right away. How quickly will Sauce Gardner be what he's supposed is to he be? Is he the number one? Yeah. If- is it Reed? That could, is the number one. It could be it could be Reed very easily. He played both outside and slot corner in Seattle. Now, granted, I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to be able to rotate all the safeties to where DJ Reed can play corner all the time because, like I was saying, Joyner has been good as a slot corner in the past too, and I think better at that than a true free safety. And then Jordan Whitehead is a little more of a box safety. So that's the only thing that's unknown about the roles. So if Sauce Gardner emerges into it quickly, that'll emerge into the versatility that they could do. And then you got Bryce Hall on the other side if he can stay healthy as being another option for that kind of thing. And with the linebackers, Kawan Alexander is a rangy guy that could be in many different roles. And then CJ mm-hmm. Mosley could be kind of like, if he's not, a, he's not a safety, obviously, but he could play in certain aspects that could be a safety where he could play zone coverage, back end, lurking coverage too. That could allow DJ Reed to be a linebacker or a slot corner type too. So Jets have options too if those key positions, the edge rushers and the corners, develop quickly because they're all going to be new all at once. And another defense that's going to be very, very good in the AFC is the Browns. Yeah. And the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Too. And the Steelers. I mean. If the Steelers I, can get their secondary going, yes. I, the Steelers are going to be fun to watch. They're going to be a fun defense to watch. They were one of the best uh, pass-rushing defenses in all of football last year. Yep. And they had the best defensive player in the league last year in Watt. So they're going to be fun. They added some good play- pieces in the offseason. We all know what Jacksonville did to you know relinquish <laughs> one of their star linebackers. And he goes to Pittsburgh. The in, last in one Jack. left. I, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense how Jack is playing for the Steelers. He should still be in Jacksonville, but... The last one left of the Saxonville defense. <laughs> I mean, the Colts defense should be better this year. Uh, the Jaguars, I don't know what they are. I have no idea. I don't know what they are, but this... The whole AFC, as far as the defenses are concerned, the Bills are going to have a good defense. The Patriots going to have a good defense. I don't know about the Dolphins yeah. in the first year. Uh, the Bengals will have a good defense. The Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens. The Titans are going to have a good defense. The Colts will have a better defense. The Chiefs, maybe, maybe later in the season. I Raiders, think. Chargers, and Broncos are going to practically all the teams in the AFC are going to have pretty good defenses on paper. What we've seen so far, even some of the acquisitions they made in the offseason. But 
And then we're not even talking about the NFC, which is a little bit weaker than the AFC. Actually, a lot weaker than the AFC. But some of these teams are going to have – the Eagles are going to have good defense. Um, Washington had a good defense last year, especially in the second second half of the season. Right. Uh, the Packers, they lost a couple of pieces, but they played well defensively last year. Mm-hmm. The Vikings lost. Um, did you hear uh, who went to the Cowboys? Barr. Barr. By the way, for all those Jet fans that were pissed off that Barr decided to part ways and not take that contract with the Jets, well, the the Vikings obviously parted ways with him. They didn't want him anymore. No. And then he goes to the, the lonely, misread Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Nithin called me today. Oh, boy. And he told me, did you hear we got Barr? I said, so? Yeah, really. The Cowboys <laughs> have so, five linebackers so, and, so. like, nothing else. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares if they got Barr? They're going to have a lot more problems, and, and they need more than just Barr mm-hmm. in the offseason. They lost a lot of pieces this offseason, yeah. uh, especially in the defense. And to sit here and say, well, we got Barr. He, he's a pretty good acquisition. Yeah, he's a decent acquisition. Michael Parsons is going to have to have the – is going to have to have the same season he had last year and go into this year. I think Mike is a star. But if teams know that he is going to be the lonely pass rusher on the defensive line, and then Niffin tells me at three interceptions, who cares? <laughs> well, yeah, he's not going to have that if he's not going to have that same role because now you're bringing in Barr, so you're spending money on that. You, st- you still got Leighton Van Der Esch there. You drafted all these other linebackers the last two years, too. So Micah Parsons at this point is going to lose a little bit when it comes to his coverage and run-stopping ability if he's going to play more of a pass rusher-type role. So his well-rounded versatility that really was a big reason that defense got, I guess, carried for not having a lot of talent isn't going to be the same as that because they don't really have much other good positions with edge rushers and safeties and outside of digs, a lot of corner depth. I just named a bunch of teams. And and by the way, we didn't even talk about the NFC South Uh and the NFC West, which I think three out of the four teams are going to have top-end defenses in the Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers. So... I don't know where Rankins sees the Jets to be the number one defense in all of football. And this is coming from a Jet fan, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a diehard, but I just I don't know in the first year. And yes, Kawan Alexander has the understanding of what this defense is. DJ Reed knows this defense as well. Sheldon Rankins being there for first year last year with uh, it's somebody like Robert Sala. He knows the defense now. All these guys have had one year under the belt, and they've added some pieces. I just don't know if the secondary, even with a young Sauce Gardner, I have to see what Sauce can do when he's targeted with the best wide receivers in all of football, the fastest wide receivers in the world running against him. And then the other side of the field, even if he can. So it's going to be a fun season to really go back and forth on what defense is better and, and what defense is the number one defense in football. But again, they're in a division right now that has – Three really good teams that can play defense, too. Yeah. I mean, Miami, I'm, I don't know with a new coach, an offensive-minded coach. And, and we all know that their coach last year is one of the best defensive minds in football, and that's Flores. Mm-hmm. I Flores is now gone. He's coaching or he's a cornerback coach yeah. or whatever the heck he is over there with the Steelers. And he's going to help out in the defense over there with the Steelers, which, by the way, was one of the best defenses in the league last year. So... Uh, I'm interested to see what this Dolphins defense is going to be. But the Patriots, they're going to be fast. Even losing Jackson, you know that a guy like Bill Belichick, he finds corners like a dime a dozen. He knows how to find them. He'll, he'll, he'll fit them in. He'll, he'll put any corner in this defense and he'll turn them into stars. He always does. Yes, he does. And, and, and the Bills, 
even though they lost some pieces, I think they're going to be younger and faster. And they still they have Von Miller there. They 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 got a fast front seven as well. And then and then, then there's the Jets. Now, could the Jets be the best defense in this division? Maybe. I I don't know. The Jets defense is going to have to be as good as what ranking says if they expect to be in the uh, the playoffs this year. What is he? Pay? Patriots won't be fast. What, what are you talking about? Lies? No, he said yeah. the Patriots will be fast. No, he says Patriots won't be fast. Did you read what Jeff said right here? Oh, interesting. Interesting take Lies. on that. Lies. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Well, really? Meanwhile, they had one of the best pass rushers in the league last year. But they're not, they weren't fast, Speedy. Mm. No, no fast. Uh, Jeff, also no. s- Jeff also says best, no. ch- best charger is still Rashawn Slater. Lies. Uh, just to guess, the Raiders Thank have you, the best Jeff. defense. Uh, Suck says, that's crazy talk. Hawaii and Tebow to throw for 8,000 yards this year. What, are they going to play an a 82-game season like that meme? Uh, Jeff says, You know Dallas. what's so funny? I compliment the Patriots, and he shuts it down. They're not going to be fast. I, I, I'm willing to bet that the Patriots will be a top-10 defense this year. I'm willing to bet it. They didn't lose that many pieces on the defensive side of the ball this offseason. I think they added some pieces, obviously. Most of them are homegrown. But yes. Yeah. yeah. They have enough depth where they can weather the storm, even though losing Jackson. I know they, 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 it'd be, everyone's going to overreact. The Patriots have done this before. How many corners have they let go and then been fine? That's never been their weakness. If the Patriots' defense has ever been bad. It's usually with the front seven more. Where Even in their Super Bowl year when they lost to the Eagles, that was like they had the everything else, linebackers, secondary, and they didn't have much of a pass rush that year. And that was the thing that held them back, even though they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're always good with physical press corners, whether they're it's man or zone. They, Bill Belichick mixes it up, but they always love physical corners. Uh, John says Dallas will have a surprisingly good defense this year also. I don't know about that. Uh, they really did not improve much on that defense. Uh, Jeff says Browns missed the playoffs for sure. Uh, Snuck says Dallas has the best everything. Duh. What is uh, what is Jeff saying over here? I, I can't name one defensive player on the on the Patriots. I don't know, Matthew Judon. I, I, I'm a little lost on that. I've been talking about how fast he was. He was one of the best, def, better defenders in the league last year. Uh, Jabril Peppers. I, I know they added in the offseason. Yeah, which Bill uh, Belichick will use better than the Giants. Marcus did. Jones. I, I, I don't know. I don't know any defensive players on this Patriot team. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't know as much as you do about your team. But I don't know what I'm talking about because that's why we, that's why we listen to the show, right, Jeff? Because I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Jeff also says Browns will miss the playoffs for sure. Uh, John says every team is thin at every different positions. For him to say that they're 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 weak in corner and they're weak over there at linebacker, they're thin or whatever the heck. The Jets are weak at the linebacker position. Every team is weak at certain positions. To sit here and say that they're not going to be as good as they were last year is ridiculous. They were a top five defense all season long, and yes, they lost J.C. Jackson. Yes, he's a top-end corner. But we've seen the Patriots do this over and over and over again. They lose corners, and then they find these corners you never even heard of, and they become superstars or uh, pro Bowl players. Yeah. At least as, as a solid team defense that is good against the pass. They always find good corners, whether it's just one guy or multiple that make it work. <laughs> Jeff also says, did Nathan call you while he was sitting on EJ Perry's lap? Probably. Uh, naturally, Zayvon Collins for Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> and yeah, you read, you read everything else at this point. Mm. And, I also uh, like Kyle Duggar. Kyle so, Duggar, yes. He's, he's really good, too. He's been a very good player. 
uh, ever since they were drafting him. I think it was a first round draft. It was pick. a second round pick. Uh, I think they, tra- they traded back. I think they traded back that year or something like that. With I think it was but their was first a, round pick. He was a first round talent. He was he was thought of as a first round talent with the combine that he had. And I think it was the Patriots' first round pick that they ended up trading back. Like they always like to trade back, except when they traded with the Jets that year. Yeah. Well, let's not get into that. But uh, the Jets actually got picks from the Patriots. Who would have thought? Well, I I mean Joe Douglas got Joe picks. Douglas, yeah. No, I won't say the Jets. Joe Douglas because Joe Douglas has been a very smart drafter, and uh, you know the Jets as an organization have been the worst. But uh, them yeah, and the Giants, and them Mike, and the Giants, Mike McCagnan were smart. But well, McCagnan had a pretty good draft. McCagnan had some good drafts. I mean, but... he, he drafted Revis, yeah. right? He drafted Ferguson, May, Mangold. He drafted all those guys. Well, yeah, he, he's had some good drafts. It's just a matter of the, the consistency aspect of it. Joe Douglas definitely taking it to another level. Everyone that we had on this panel, uh, on our draft panel, a lot of them were saying the Jets either had the best or a thir- top three draft. So big difference there. But, I, again, going back to the Jets, I, I don't know if they're going to be the number one defense. If they move in the top ten this year, that's success. Yes. That is a successful season. Their defense is going to have to play very well because you still have a second-year quarterback that is going to still have to figure out – uh, different aspects of the defenses that they're going to have to read. Uh, he's going to have to read during the season when he plays these teams like the Patriots, which, which Bill Belichick likes to hide the corners, hide the you know safety plays, blitz the safeties. That's what he likes to do. Uh, he likes to surprise teams and surprise the young quarterbacks. Go look at uh, Bill Belichick's record against top, you know quarterbacks in their first two years of their careers. Oh, it's Deshaun Watson is the only one recently that has done well, and they the Patriots won that game. I think Watson did well. Watson had over three hundred yards. That was it, though. Even somebody like Justin Herbert, just one rookie of the year, had his worst game against the Patriots. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to NFL Network's newsroom ticker operator and writer Brendan Walker here on the Sports Loudmouse. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. Like this. I'm not a rapper here. 631-672-3108 is the number. You're listening to the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy. PD. Remember, you can listen to our show every single Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Download and check out our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Our first guest, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have him on for the first time on the Sports Lab Mounts. We are now talking to NFL Network newsroom ticker and operator writer, Brendan Walker. Brendan, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's your night going? Well, you know, we're sitting here talking sports, you know. I'm making fun of everybody. Our fans are being asses. So, you know, that's why we're loud, and that's why we're called the Sports Loudmouths. How are you, man? How's everything going over there? Oh, dude, vibes are great. Honestly, today was an off day for me uh, in terms of gym. So, like, we're just resting up, playing some games, hanging out. Obviously, just keeping up with the football world and uh, keeping up with what you guys are doing. You guys have high energy. I like that. Thank you. Uh, you know, you, you're you a gym rat, huh? I, I got into being, yeah, gym rat like in March and just been consistent since then. It's, yeah, pretty much. I, I, I am a gym rat. I've been a gym rat for a while. Ever since my hip surgery and my neck surgery, I slowly have moved into back into the gym as, as, as much as I have. But I used to train so many different athletes, and I love it. I absolutely uh, uh, love the, the, you know, love watching my 
my understanding on how building how build how much to build certain muscles from your biceps to your triceps to your back and your your calves and your quads. I love working with athletes because when they see a difference in their body, it, it really shows what you know and how much you you've worked for all the opportunities that you had going to school and understanding the human body. So. Right. It's a process. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I was trying to spit that out, but you know, it is a process. <laughs> <laughs> as everybody and, uh, knows, as everybody knows, we are talking to NFL Network newsroom ticker operator and writer Brandon Walker. Before we get into some football conversation, as tonight, the first preseason game of the season. So football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's jump off a ledge. No, I'm just kidding. Don't jump off a ledge. <laughs> Unless you're uh, a Bears fan. You might have to. You might. Season. You might. Uh, you know, or Justin Fields might have to jump off a ledge on the, the, all the tight ends he has to throw to and no wide receivers. But um, uh, obviously, what made – well, first of all, how did you start working for the NFL Network? And what made you become a newsroom ticker and writer? Um, way back when I graduated college in uh, – 2018, I was kind of like most other people, just kind of shooting my resume out there, applying to things, you know, online things, shooting them out everywhere across the nation, really. Because journalism, as much as you'd think, like there's opportunity, but I was kind of very specific about what I wanted. I knew I wanted NFL, I knew I wanted sports, and I wanted to use my degree coming out of college. I didn't want to go work at a Joe Schmo, you know, mm. restaurant or, you know, be a waiter. I wanted to do use what I learned in college. Um, so eventually down the road, uh, I got an opportunity to tour the place and it was just by kind of luck, a little bit of luck, uh, in there. I got to, uh, meet who is my current boss. Uh, they were, they were hiring at the time for my current job. And, uh, so I, like the next week I got the call saying, Hey, we want to have you in for an interview. Got the interview next day they were hiring. And I was like, boom, I got the job. And it was always a little bit of just good timing. I waited since graduation uh, that May up until that point. I got hired. First day was like January 2nd of the following year. So I waited like eight months, something like that, just to get the job. But it was well worth the wait. It's basically a foot in the door for me uh, working at the NFL Network. Um, that's kind of just how I got in. Uh, it's been It's been very tricky. Uh, <laughs> the past couple of years since COVID happened, <laughs> we worked in Culver City. That was the first location we were at. Uh, old building, kind of old style uh, things, a little bit, a little bit smaller. Then COVID hit. Go through that transition. We're now working from home. The whole newsrooms working from home. Everybody's in a different right. environment. You know, there's benefits uh, being at home versus not all the time. Um, and then once COVID, we we started to figure out. Oh, NFL wants vaccination and all that stuff. We started moving into the new building, which is in Inglewood right now, next to the SoFi Stadium. And uh, through all the protocols and stuff like that, people started coming back into the office. So it's been a little bit crazy going through me personally, three different working environments uh, for the same job uh, right now, which is ticker operator I'm at right now. Well, I will say this. It's not about luck. What you're doing right now, you earned the right to be there. You've you've put the time, the energy into your schoolwork and your journalism, and and and, and you built a name for yourself. And obviously, when you went to check out the NFL and how the network works, maybe you bumped into the right person. But that's that's not luck. I mean, obviously, he knew who you were, and he liked your work, and that's why he interviewed you, and that's why he gave you a job. It's not luck, and I I've learned that in this business as well as a radio guy. You know, I've been doing this for nine years, and I, I've, I'm still waiting to get an opportunity to do it nationally, and I've worked really, really hard. We're on 103.9 FM out here. We have one of the better shows in, in the whole 
whole long of all Long Island, not just regular radio, but we're <laughs> the only live sports radio show that airs live here in Long Island. So it's to me that's a great to me a great feat where we where we've come from from what we have done and and we we have one of the better digital shows around the country. I really do believe that. I don't think there's any show out there that has the energy, the craziness, and the sports knowledge we have. So I, I think eventually when the national the national end sees that they're going to give us an opportunity. And I can't wait to do that nationally and show people what we can do. For, for what makes us so very different from everybody else. So uh, as everybody knows, we are talking to the NFL Network newsroom ticker operator and writer Brandon Walker. So I just want to know, in your time working at NFL Network, there's a lot of personalities that definitely are very interesting on NFL Network. Do you have any good stories about any of them, any of the on-air or even behind-the-scenes ones that people watch? Yeah, there's been, I mean, there's been a couple, I'd say definitely in, in working in a live newsroom environment, typically when you're watching the shows, what you see is the guys up front, all the hosts that come through doing the stuff. We're, we're behind the scenes, right? We're in the back, but you get to see that. So really anything that we do in the background, so sometimes we don't really know what we're doing, but it's on TV. Like for example, one of my, my Twitter header is me drinking a sip of water. I thought it was cool, but like stuff like that doesn't come across my mind until you like look around and you're like, you see the live thing. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, we're on TV. So that type of thing, personally, I've seen other people in newsroom do stupid things, right? <laughs> Going back and forth when it's crazy, breaking news, stuff like that. I remember Michael Irvin came in for Super Bowl <laughs> stuff. And if you know Michael Irvin, he's got a personality and it's pretty loud. He came in one time, so funny. He came in just screaming, like not like yelling at somebody, but just so very animated came, come in hey what's going on newsroom like hey i let you know stuff like that coming in and you know rich eisen is there they're doing all these promos for stuff coming in it's a very interesting experience because they don't come like in the newsroom quite often unless it's a special case mm. so it was cool first of all to see them uh because they're usually filming from you know another location into the newsroom and uh just seeing them come in lively and animated like you think about it like, hey, yeah, like we're coworkers. We might not be in the same like area, but like we all work for the NFL in some capacity. Really cool to see that kind of happen in the newsroom right next to us. Well, I know Richie Rich Eisen, obviously. He's a he's a diehard Jet fan. He's been waiting for the Jets to finally get <laughs> over the hump. But I mean, there's a lot of humps and a lot of shoulders and a lot of whatever you want to call it. Walls the Jets had to jump to get Robert Sala there, to get Joe Douglas there. Um, your thoughts to some of the acquisitions the Jets made in the offseason. And obviously, Sheldon Rankins, I'm sure you heard that monologue. Sheldon Rankins mm-hmm. saying that uh, the Jets could be, or he believes, are going to be the best defense in the NFL, adding Kawan Alexander at the end of last, uh, last week. So where do you see the Jets? What do you think of the Jets after some of the acquisitions in the draft that they had this year? I, I think the Jets are in a very interesting spot to me i think in terms of the division obviously with the bill with the bills there it's kind of tough but as a team themselves they have a pretty decent roster i think people kind of don't give them enough credit i would say i think uh, if you look at it from top to bottom uh you recognize some names that are pretty pretty big names uh i know everybody wants to talk about zach wilson as of late but that's a whole nother story. I, I do like the draft that they had overall. Their first round picks, like nailing, nailing that. Like Sonis Garner, I think he's going to be stud. You know, all that stuff. Uh, secondary is kind of uh, underrated. They're trying to get younger, right? Like they're trying to improve, get, get, heard you guys talking fast. 
other location. Get people going fast. Um, a lot of depth, and I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't seem like it. it, it like you said, it used to be like a bottom of the barrel team. Mm. It's kind of coming out of that. You're starting to see a little bit more improvement in, in the depth and in, in the draft. They've been nailing. You know, Joe Douglas, as I heard you guys say, he used to be on the Eagles staff, and I miss him a lot. But he's been doing a great oh, job. Oh, he's an Eagles fan. That's, I've got it now. <laughs> the truth comes out. He's your second team. You should like it. I, I, by the way, my second favorite team. I, I'm a Jet fan by heart, but the Jets never sure. – the, for years, the Jets never made the playoffs. So – the Eagles did. It, they didn't win anything, but they always made the playoffs. And I was a diehard Donovan McNabb fan. I met him okay. twice. I met him in Miami at the Super Bowl. I, I ha- actually had a nice conversation about his Syracuse. He couldn't believe how much I knew about his Syracuse college career. He was surprised. <laughs> and, and we had a, and that guy is a big monster. He is bigger in person than I ever thought he was when he played on a football yeah. field. He, he's got these big buys and forearms. I mean, I was <laughs> wowed, man. That guy is a big man. But uh, yeah. but I, I, I like what the Eagles did. A.J. Brown, that trade. I mean, adding Davis in the draft, he's one of the more – Interesting pieces that they added this offseason, especially in the draft. Uh, they got the kid from from um, Georgia in the third round, uh, Dean. Dean, who he yeah. fell to them. So, and then they, they they added some good free agents, and I think they're going to be fun to watch. They were as good as they were uh, last year. They made the, they squeezed into the playoffs. I think they're even better this year. They're winning the division this year. They're much better than the Cowboys, the Washington, uh, whatever really? the Commanders. And yes, and and they're much better than the Giants. And they have a very easy schedule. The way the schedule is set up for them, Philadelphia should win ten or eleven games this year. They're going to be fun to watch. I really like them. Yeah, I think they're the most improved team. I talked a while ago on something else. They're the most improved team to me in their division alone. I'm not. I can't say the NFL because that would just sound super biased. Mm. But they really have improved in like almost all areas. But like, what you're really going to have to pay attention to is Jalen Hurts. He's been the talk of the town. You've built around him, how he's built around him. All these additions. You could bring anybody what you want, you know, any player you want. But if the quarterback is not to the level that you're expecting, the team can't really succeed. I've seen that just time and time again. You could have a even a great quarterback, such as Russell Wilson, who was on the Seahawks, maybe not a great team. He solely like carried his team all the time. You know, even if the team around him wasn't there. Jalen Hurts is starting to become in the conversation of he needs to become great uh, kind of now because they've, they've had insurance. They traded with the saints for a first round pick next year, mm-hmm. uh, actually as insurance to two first rounds next year. Yeah, they have two, sorry. Yes. They have two next year. They traded you know, with them for another one as protection, mm-hmm. not to say that they don't trust him, but because if this doesn't work, we now have to kind of go looking because we have invested so much. We're not going to let, you know, the train go off the tracks here. Stop it, Mr. Walker. Do that. You know what's going to happen. It, no, you no, know no, what's no, no, going to no. happen. It, it don't matter if Jalen Hurts has a decent year or an okay year. If he doesn't have a spectacular year, they're going to look for a quarterback in next year's draft. They're ready to win now. The weapons that they have defensively, they added uh, obviously Davis. This team is going to fly that front. That front, and they added secondary help. They they drafted very well over the last couple of years. They moved pieces around. This is a good secondary too, and they're high flying. AJ Brown over there, uh, Smith. 
This is the weapon. I've never seen so many weapons in Philadelphia, even when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Mm. They didn't have weapons like this. This team mm. is ready to win now. If Jalen Hurts can't get this team in the worst division in football, it's not even an argument. This is the worst division in all of football. If they can't get it. over the hump right now, Jalen Hurts is going to be goodbye. That's what they're going to be saying. And hello, whoever they're going to draft, because they got two firsts. They can move up in the top 10 and get whoever they want, whoever they want. So it's going to be fun. It it is going to be fun for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So speaking of mobile quarterbacks, we just saw one get paid, and Kyler Murray got a $46 million per year contract and one that's waiting to be paid in Lamar Jackson. So what do you think about Kyler Murray's contract as a whole, and what do you think that could affect the market for Lamar Jackson, either getting paid by the Ravens or someone else? Uh, I understand what he got. You kind of have to pay him. Uh, just because I think the Cardinals don't have any other option, really. Uh, <laughs> you found your guy. He's not been terrible. I think a lot of people have uh, some concern that he hasn't uh, proven anything, <laughs> is what I've heard. Is like he, you know, no playoff win, you know, whatever, all this stuff. Like you're in a tough division. It's it's tough right now. Kyler Murray's tough. That whole contract clause that got added or was there got removed. That's a whole other story that just didn't it never needed to happen so now there's just additional things surrounding him uh his contract though affecting Lamar I've been talking about this in the newsroom with a couple guys I know right Deshaun got you know fully guaranteed like his whole pretty much contract what is it two was it 230 over something yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, um 238 I think it was 230 yeah Yes. Yeah, I, w- I was saying, like, what if Lamar has an MVP season? Because the, the Ravens are kind of back. Like, they, they were super injured. He, he's got a squad. What if what if Lamar had an MVP-type season? Or maybe doesn't even need that. But an insane season gets to the playoffs, gets knocked out by the Bills, whatever. Not that I'm saying that's going to happen. But what if he got 250 guaranteed? What if he got 250 million? What if he tops the market? People are saying it's not going to do that because – Deshaun's different. I'm like, well, Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun's different. That's the whole point. Deshaun what didn't even play for a year, and he he got all this guaranteed money. Lamar's been playing and at like a high level, and you're saying like, is he not worthy? Definitely a person who has received so much like hate and like unnecessary me, at that. Want, do you want me to tell you why Lamar doesn't have his contract right now? He said he didn't want it. Uh, that's that's a lie. He, he, he's been <laughs> I mean. how many times on social media he's been crying all off season about well I I deserve this and I deserve that and you know how many times has he danced around well, his contract dispute right now with the the Baltimore Ravens? Here's the reason why he doesn't have his contract. Go find a damn agent. Why are you <laughs> your own agent? What does that make any sense? What you don't want to pay your agent? You want to make all the money yourself? You're not going to negotiate your deal. It doesn't make any sense. You just play the game. Get somebody to come in. Get a smart man that's going to sit down, talk to the team representatives, and get you your damn contract. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. I th- I think his he he might be going instead of the largest contract in NFL history. He might be going for the largest like storyline. If that's he he wants a story out of this. Uh, well, his, Kyler Murray got a story story or story whatever you want to call it. 
I mean, I, I mean, Kyler Murray got the money that he wanted. He got his best friend playing with him, who just got arrested, yeah. by the way. Good luck. Good job. Another Brown right. doing stupid things off the field. Kyler Murray's going to have to bail about a jail. <laughs> or speeding, whatever the heck he's doing. I mean, come on, man. I, yeah. I, I just, but he got what he wanted, and he's going to be – by the way – Brown's going to be suspended. Marquise Brown is going to be suspended for at least four games for what he did. So yeah. you're you're not going to have him. So you ha- you don't have your two best wide receivers for four and possibly six games. So you're going to who are you throwing to? I mean, seriously, Rondell he's going Moore to be, will be the number one receiver. Season. Uh, he's going to be running for dear life. That's what he's going to be doing. I mean, Trey McBride season. Yeah, <laughs> I like well, Trey McBride. Well, Christian Kirk went over there to Jacksonville on a high note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seventy Super something million dollars. I can't yeah. believe Christian Kirk got that money. By the way, I was, I was shocked. I. I almost I don't want to tell you what I was going to do, but I almost crapped my pants, okay, when I saw how much money he got after the season that he had. He had a decent season, but uh, number one wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's getting paid over twenty million dollars for a guy that's never had a I thousand mean, yards. Come in a on, season. man. I, yeah. it doesn't make sense. He he was the starting domino for the entire offseason, I'm gonna say. Not just wide receiver, just the money aspect. He he was like, yo, Christian Christian Kirk said Give me my money. And then every other wide receiver just came in saying, Hey, I want that. I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Even if it, you know, a trade, whatever, however you got him. And the wide receiver market was insane this offseason. I've never seen it. This was anything the crazy, like this was the craziest offseason for wide receivers. And it shows you how important wide receivers have become in the NFL with the speed of the game now, the change of the game. And now you see the quarterbacks and what they're making. They're getting $500 million and $50 million a year contracts like you know Rodgers and, mm-hmm. and, and all the different things that we're seeing. Eventually, we're going to see $100 million a year going to a quarterback. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It really is. And now you have wide receivers. I don't know. Uh, wide receivers from Seattle, who I and I'm not going to mention any names, and everybody knows who I'm talking about, who gets guaranteed money. And yes, since he's been a leak, he's been a good wide receiver. He also had Russell Wilson throwing him the ball. Let's see what he does this year when Mr. <laughs> Drew is throwing him the ball. Okay, and he he wanted guaranteed money. He wanted his way out of there. So these quarter these these quarterbacks and wide receivers are I, I don't know I. Prima donnas, and, and and they should maybe sing a, 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 uh, you know a couple of material girls songs because that's what they are, material girls, all of them, crybabies. Uh, Everyone at the safety position too. Yeah, yeah, they really did. They they uh, I want to say this: the wide receivers that have asked for new deals, nothing, nope, no uh, scenario is guaranteed right like you kind of knew like you knew russell wilson's gone so why would they not give you know dk metcalf his contract just, is that they're not going to give him the money just because the quarterback's gone he has it's like contracts are no longer going to be given out based on what you've proven it's going to be based on what's happening the future years that's why nobody wants to give all these people these money you know this money it's just you want to see how the team's going to turn out. People are waiting for these contracts. People mm-hmm. want the money now, but they're going to have to be patient because they have to see how their team is going to develop over the offseason and all the moves. It's too much money being thrown out to these people, to be honest. We are talking to NFL Network's newsroom ticker operator writer, Brendan Walker. So I want to talk about it from the player power perspective, too. Wide receivers forcing their way out the way they have. Obviously, a lot of big-name defensive players have done that, too. 
do you see this kind of thing being a normal trend now? Not probably not as drastically as say the NBA or something like that, where players force themselves out that are of premier positions and get what they want in today's NFL. Uh, I think uh, it's, it, it's, it's a case to case thing. I, I think it depends on their motives. Uh, I think one, one example I'll just use is Devonte Adams, right? You're leaving Aaron Rodgers to go to your college dude in uh, Derek Carr. I'm not saying he's going to go there. Obviously, you got a new deal with the Raiders. Cool. Raiders have improved. You know, they're working their way up. But you're leaving Aaron Rodgers point blank. Like, so what What was – I don't even know what the motivation was there. Was it for the new deal? Was it just to get something new? Was it – you know, what What are you actually going for? I think, I think people really uh, – the, these wide receivers, everybody wants their money. But at some point, I think down the road, people kind of do like to play to win. I mean, some some people don't. Some people will chase the NFL money and boom, they got their whole career, they got their whole life set up, you know, for them. But some people have changed scenarios to win, not not necessarily for the money. And because they win, they get rewarded after the fact, right? They prove that they won something, and then they get rewarded. I I, I can't really tell right now how it's going to go, but I I do see a lot of wide receivers. If they're not happy, they do force themselves out of a lot of situations. Just so everybody knows, all the wide receivers that got their money this offseason, none of them have won anything. None of them. Debo Samuels, I, I think, is fantastic. He deserved his money out of all of them for the beatings that he gets every single year. What has he won? He's won nothing. Uh, Adams, what did he win? Nothing. Let's go. Let's go through it. Tyreek Hill, you want to say he won? Okay, he won. He also had Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And and by the way, he goes he goes to the Miami Dolphins, which by the way, uh, you know, loses their first round draft pick because of uh, their old uh, tampering, you know, tampering situation yeah. with Tom Brady and all the other crap that they had with Peyton. So that's a, and then he comes out and says that uh, you know. Uh, Hawaiian Tebow is a more accurate thrower than Patrick Mahomes. What is he on drugs? What is he trying to sell here? You're not selling to a bunch of idiots, are you? Because we're not. No, no. He I, he has to say that. You know, he has to say his quarterback's going to be good. But oh, you know, everybody knows wait. the truth. I can't wait. <laughs> Until this season starts and how much crap he's going to be talking about Tua after the first three games. that This guy can't get me the ball. His numbers are down. You know, Tyree Kill is not a quiet person. If he doesn't get the ball, he doesn't get his 100-yard games, you know he's going to be bitching and moaning about everything. That's what he does. That's what he does. So I don't know how much this is going to work, but I expect Tua to be gone by next year and a new quarterback to be in place because I can't see that app. I cannot see anything that anybody – and I don't want to hear it. We had, what, who do we have on? The writer from Miami on Tuesday? Yeah, Alan uh, Pupar. Pupar, who's trying to sell me that he thinks Tua is going to have a good year, okay? He could sell me whatever he wants. And, and by the way, I like Alan. And Alan, I think – I don't know – I, did he write back to us after that interview? I think he liked the the message. Okay, good, good, good. Because I attacked him with the Florida Panthers. I know. <laughs> I, I attacked oh. him. He's he's a little crazy. He tells me that the Panthers won. The Panthers won that trade. I thought he was on drugs, but but you know, but uh, you know him telling me that uh, you know Tua <laughs> that Tua is is going to have a good season. He looked really good on the field. Well, I guess you're looking at it with uh, bright binoculars because everything I've seen with Tua is the man is not as accurate as he says. And the guy, every single every single 
I know, second or third down, he gets hurt. So, I, I mean, how long is he going to be on the field this year when we can actually say Tua had a good season when he played 17 games? Let's say playing 13 games would be good for Tua, okay? Uh, didn't he beat the Ravens last year or whenever he was? Yeah, in, they did. They in. had the, they had that blowout game. That was one of the games. Everybody Lamar beats the Ravens last year. Well, that was one of the, I think that was I'm the first saying. of the like <laughs> six out of seven they lost. The Ravens, the Ravens had, had more. <laughs> they had no running game because every single one of their they had a quarterback running the ball at the end of the year. Okay, they 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 lost like four or five running backs. They had yeah. guys off the scrap heap running the ball. And what what is their game? Running the ball. So I, I just. I, beating the Ravens last year is nothing. This year, if the Ravens stay healthy, watch out. They're going to win 12 games this year. I expect it. They're too good. They had a great draft. They added a center. They have one of the best safeties we've seen come out of the draft in the last 10 years in Kyle Hamilton. I mean, this team is going to be fun to watch. I, 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 can't, I cannot see them having another bad year and not making the playoffs. So beating the Ravens, good luck. Miami doing it this year. I think they have better off. They have a better chance of beating, you know, a bunch of dogs on a field. Okay, that's about it. Yeah. So, oh god, sorry, god. No, no, no. So my last question is: uh, one bold prediction for this season, either with a team or with a player. Oh god, uh, dude, bold prediction. Please say something it, about the Jets. Is it bold to say Aaron Donald doesn't win defensive MVP? <laughs> yes, that is bold. I guess, like, I guess the way he's been doing it, he's a finalist pretty much every year, probably. Uh, no, I, I, dude, I can't use that. I don't know. Uh, I, I just want to maybe – let me look at the teams real quick. Oh, let's just, let's just stick with this. What if, what if the uh, – what if, what if the – that's it. What if the Chargers won the division – I saw the division. I don't think that's bold. I, I have. The, I think it's bold. Really? You think that's bold? Well, is it bold to say any one of them could win? Well, I, I that, think that division is tough. Yeah. And I think people are. I think people are saying that. Okay, so what's bold then? Chiefs don't win the division. <laughs> yeah. That's, no. Well, I, right? I don't Chiefs know. aren't making. They're, they're, I, I'll be. I'll be sorry. I'll be very surprised if the Chiefs make the playoffs. This wow! Year. I don't well, think they make that's the playoffs. bold. That's the bold prediction yeah. right there. I, I'm, I'm a bold person, so enjoy the boldness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bold, but I'm bold. No, he's bold. I'm bold. Very bold. You're first. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's right. <laughs> don't worry. I'll roll. I'll roll with the bold. I'll roll with the Chargers one being bold. I call them the least clutch team in football. Mm. Oh, he hates the Chargers. Well. Well, from last year, what happened in the playoffs? I mean, I I, I get it. Well, if they actually Terrible knew decisions. how to if they actually knew how to beat the Raiders last year, they make the playoffs. But uh, you know, uh, the Raiders got very very lucky, and and that almost went to a tie. Could you imagine that team that went to a tie, and you had two? They have to play a playoff game, you know, because they have the same record. Well, the same... No, both teams would have gotten in in that case. That the doesn't make sense. Outs. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. How they, how are both teams making the playoffs? Because the but, tie uh, no. the, the tie would have nullified the Steelers' tie because they had to yeah. tie with the Lions. It wouldn't have made any sense. Around. The uh, yeah the the. The Raiders would have been out, and so the Raiders won. So once the, once the Raiders couldn't lose to that point when they had the ball, they were already in. It's just a matter of if the Chargers got in or the Steelers. Yeah. It would have been bold. How's that? Instead of bold. 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 That's right. 
But we really appreciate you, Brandon, uh, for joining us. We'll definitely get you on. I'd like to get you on before the season because we're going to be going over and and talking about each division. And I'd love to get you on with a bunch of other guys. I'm going to have Speedy reach out to a bunch of NFL guys and come on at the same time. And we'll go through each division and each team. And we'll kind of make our predictions this year. If, If you don't mind, we'd love to bring you on again. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. You guys are, dude, you guys are awesome. Thank you. You guys have so high energy, I tell you. Thank you, Brandon. We really appreciate your time. Uh, and definitely keep up the good work. We'll be in touch very, very soon. For sure. Thank you, guys. Brendan Walker, ladies and gentlemen. NFL Network newsroom ticker and operator and writer. Speedy, are you are you all right over there? Yeah. You lost? I don't know. Are you lost? Are you, I'm not lost. Do you want me to give you like a, you know, a noogie or something? No. No noogie? No, I don't want that. All right. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to BetSpurt Sports betting manager Ryan Noonan here on the Sports Loudmouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. All right, Speedy, we're bringing back some old house over here. 631-672-3108 is the number. You're listening to the Sports Loud Mouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy PD. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Download our app, ladies and gentlemen. Or I said download our app. Go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out all our shows throughout the country. Great live shows. Definitely check it out. We had the wise guys on tonight. Uh, different shows. Weapons hot for Jets. Uh, we have a wrestling show. All great content. And it's live, guys. You can get interactive with all the different shows that we have on our network. It's fun. It's entertaining. And, yes, stupid as well. So, enjoy it. Uh, uh, thank you to Brendan Walker from the NFL Network. And now we have a new, another new guest. Uh, very excited to have him on. We are now talking to BetSports Sports betting manager, Ryan Noonan. What's going on, Ryan? What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I love the vibes already, so I'm excited to uh, talk some ball with you guys. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Speedy, you know. It was his birthday last week. He's 27 years old. Yes. He's getting old. Uh, you know, we need to get him a, a haircut. I mean, it looks like a grease a grease ball on top. We're going to go two weeks ago. We were going to go two weeks ago, and then I told you my grandfather got COVID, so I didn't want right. to go anywhere else. Well, we got to get we got to get you a haircut this week, man. You, you, you definitely need one. But anyways, uh, we're happy to have you. Who do we have for a Daigle, right? We had Daigle? Yeah, John Daigle, yes. We had John Daigle We've on. We've had him on three times. He's awesome. He really is. you got a good guy over there. Um, uh, with uh, Mr. Daigle. So um, so let's get into it. How did you become the manager of Bet Spirits uh, Sports? How did, you, how did you get involved with the company? And, and, and obviously, uh, how, how far has Bet Spirits gone since you've taken over? It's a great question. I actually, so uh, originally it was with 4 for 4. 4 for 4 is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, OG in the space. You know, it's been around for a very long time. Uh, my uh, co-host, uh, Connor Allen and I have started Move the Line. Uh, I think this is our fifth year doing Move the Line. Came over to the 4 for 4 group uh, three years ago. And uh, Betsburg's actually acquired. They're our parent company. They bought 4 for 4 last year, along with a few other acquisitions in the space. Dynasty League Football, um, Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life app. Uh, Matthew's still a part of that. Good to see Matthew uh, tonight on uh, 
on the uh, the prime time on mm-hmm. doing sideline stuff for for NBC, which is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, Betsworth is just kind of basically throwing money on the fire here. Betsworth itself is uh, now has a homepage. It's just been kind of like an app for the last handful of years where you can basically track your bets, tail bets, things of that nature. So um, now we basically are creating a, a network of sports betting uh, that can basically subsidize you all year round outside of the football thing. So where's four for four? I came on, we were just football and my goal was to bring other sports. So we launched the sports betting side of it. So we started to do basically every other sport and get in there as well. So in the NBA, MMA, NASCAR, F1, you name it. Uh, we're trying to basically wet your whistle all year round over at four for four. By the way, I nailed every single match in the UFC this past weekend. So just nice. so you know, I, I, I am, uh, I, I know all sports. I, I follow MMA because I fought and I know a lot of MMA UFC fighters and, and boxed. I boxed for many, many years. I've, I have a lot of guys that are so knowledgeable in boxing as well, but we do a show called Moneyline Mania on our weekend crunch show on 103.9 FM. And uh, these guys are the best handicappers in the country. I would love to link them up with you guys. Uh, you guys would have a lot of fun with them. They're really, really good. And, uh, some of the Love. best handicappers in the country. Not no lie on that. Yeah, we actually uh, so we had a guy who actually. This is a great advice for anyone who's looking to get into the space. Uh, we had a guy who just kind of showed up in our Discord. Uh, you know, subscriber Discords nowadays are a huge value add because not only you know do you have access to uh, folks like me that contribute to the site, but you get access to other smart people, like-minded folks that are just in there sharing ideas. And uh, we had a guy who just was basically capping every every sport sharing picks and just went on this absolute heater on the NBA side. So we got to talking said, Hey, is there any way that we can maybe find a way for you to, you know, monetize your mm-hmm. sharp picks. And he had a passion for MMA. We brought him on. Uh, turns out he's a great writer. We started with him. And then we actually got another guy, Scott Smith, who's been in the space for years, action network, one of the top mock drafters in the space. Scott actually owns a bunch of gyms, mm-hmm. uh, training gyms and facilities down in, in uh, the Southeast. So we know similar sounds like to you, Lots of trainers, lots of fighters, and has lots of connections in the space. So Scott's basically taking us to the next level on the MMA side, too. So, yeah, always looking to hear of new people that, uh, you know, remember being in the space and trying to get up to a spot where I can make some money, too. So anytime we can help others get to where they want to be. A lot of talented, smart people out there. Absolutely. So always have a willing ear. You mentioned Connor Allen, too. We actually had him on the show about a month ago as yes. well. Yes, we did. Connor's a funny guy, too. Yes. All right, so my question is, because we've had John Daigle on the show three times. What is your best John Daigle story? Oh, man. Um, best John Daigle story. Um, you know, Daigle's an interesting cat. We actually, all three of us live in here in the Chicago area, too. So we're actually, you know, the, the cool part is, you know, Move the Line is the, the show that Connor and I have done for five years now. And then we just brought Daigle on as the permanent third. So instead of having him on as a guest all the time, now that he's in the fold permanently at four for four, uh, as you guys know, booking guests can be a challenge. Yep. You can have someone that can fit the role and be a permanent. That's a good role that slides right in. Uh, Daigle stories, man. He, uh, he loves to do the worm, mm-hmm. uh, at weddings. Interesting. Big worm guy. Actually, Connor is, is on a honeymoon right now. He's out in Portugal and Spain with his lovely bride. Look at Got him. married a couple weeks ago and, uh, Daigle. As I think he's trying to make it a thing where basically he goes to different weddings in different states. Oh, stop! Daigle, <laughs> Daigle jumped in. It was uh, you know his his pack back. He's he's tra- traveling with him and his wife, him and Wait. Connor. <laughs> Wait, yeah, right. Are you saying yeah. that John Daigle is doing his own wedding crashers? <laughs> he, if anyone of my friends would do that, it would be John Daigle. He has crashed on the couch on the other side of here multiple evenings. 
uh, on his journeys over the years. But yeah, he, this is uh, one of his. Now he's here permanently. But while he didn't have a home in well, Chicago, well, we we all know why he's there permanently. He has a new girl, and he had to, he, I That's remember right. him having a conversation with us, and he's telling me, "I was like, why did you move to Chicago, Mister Daigle?" And he says, "Well." A woman. <laughs> Are you married? He it. said, no. <laughs> That'll do it. Part of why I'm stuck here in Chicago too, fellas. So there you go. I grew up actually in, uh, you know, where Speedy looks like he's at Fenway. I'm a, I'm a, you know, New Englander myself originally. Now I'm in Chicago, but I much rather be back with my mass holes. <laughs> mass holes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, man. There he goes. He's a Boston fan. They love you already, Dude. man. We have a lot of Boston fans that watch this show and they, they can't stand us. That's why they listen to us. <laughs> my, my brother, my brother actually goes to school in Boston right now, and one just graduated. So there you and go. That works nice. there. Mass holes. I like that. I like that. I well, like I'm from that. New Hampshire, so that's what it was. Uh, you know, uh, when you're away and you're out, so you call it New England. But when you're in New England, there definitely is a separation and divide. So mm-hmm. I was very close to the, you know, the Massachusetts border and seacoast of New Hampshire, and uh, we would have the mass holes would come up. Uh, to get, you know, no tax up in New Hampshire. They buy their booze on Sundays because everything's closed in, in Massachusetts a little bit earlier. So, yeah, we, you know, it's a, a term of endearment uh, that we can call. It's like one of those things where, like, uh, you, could, you could beat up on your brother or your sister, but if someone else messes with them, you start to, you know, puff your chest a little bit. So it's a it's a term of endearment. Yeah, well, I've, well, I've actually seen the uh, the Seacoast at uh, the semi pro soccer team, Seacoast United or whatever it's called. I've actually seen the outside of their facility because my brother had a volleyball tournament right around there, and I actually recognized them because I broadcasted the Connecticut AC Connecticut as when I was in college, so I knew about nice. them. Yeah, you know what I would like to do? I would like to. Uh, Tape Speedy to a wall and play Pin the Tail on a Donkey. Oh, my God. You're going back to this again? (laughs) (laughs) We are talking to Ben Spurts, sports betting manager, Ryan Noonan. (laughs) So why don't we get into some football conversation? Because uh, we just got off with Brandon Walker, who was fantastic. He gave us a good insight. But your insight with betting. In the AFC East, uh, a lot of people have Buffalo winning the AFC East with no problem. Do you see that as a guarantee going into the season with Josh Allen getting what he wanted? A lot of people getting what everybody wanted after that uh, playoff game against the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and losing the way they did. He didn't get a chance in the overtime to throw the ball. Uh, do you think this is Josh Allen's year to get over the hump and get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I get why everyone's bullish on him for sure. And I do think that they are the class of the division. I think that, you know, there are – some improvements that people want to talk about on the Miami side. You know, people want to talk about the jets being better. I guess I'm sure we can get to that, but uh, there's a lot to like with Buffalo. Obviously the schedule is going to be a little harder than it was last year. They do have the largest rest advantage in the league, which is nice. You you know, got to find any type of little edge that you can Uh, just, they have on the course of the season, they have a, a 13 day rest advantage against their opponents, which is by far the largest in the league. Their favorite in 15 is 17 games. The only two that they're not is that home opener or that opener against the Rams. And that's actually even shifting a little bit towards the Bills. The other one is at Kansas City. We've seen them over the years. Obviously, we all think about the playoff game that we saw last. But they won at Kansas City the last two years during the regular season. So that's not a place that they're afraid to go to. The other interesting thing, too, is they were 0-5 in one-score games last season. You just don't see that very often with really good teams. They typically close that out. And we just know historically over the course of time that the one score game thing kind of regresses to the norm. So mm. even if they go two and three, 
three and two in that situation, again, they had exceeded and would have gone over their win total last year. Maybe they're hosting that game instead of going on the road. Those things change very differently. And then obviously the additions that they've made were very nice. I think the secondary gets a boost with how they addressed it uh, with the draft, with, uh, you know, Elam there. Hopefully Tredavious White comes back earlier than often mm-hmm. or than you know, they expected. And then obviously we have Vaughn Miller coming in. And again, if he could just be a situational pass rusher for them, this is a whole nother level for this team. So yeah, I mean, Josh Allen, I don't think they miss a step with Brian Dayball being gone. Ken Dorsey has been there for years. I imagine they still continue to be heavy from a pass rate over expectation standpoint. So I do think they're by far better than every other team in that division. They also got Joe Brady too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I mean, Joe Brady, everyone was dying to give Joe Brady a coaching job. It seemed like for a little bit and then, you know, he was cut and then just set out there to die for a little bit. Yeah. But they brought him in to be the QB coach. Obviously that's not a bad thing either. It's a, a young guy that still, I think is on an upward path. Oh, stop. Carolina gave up on him. So now Carolina has Ben McAdoo. I like Ben McAdoo. Yeah, you're, you're one of the few. I like Ben. <laughs> I like right? Ben McAdoo, too. I'm oh, all right, fine, Ryan. Here we go. Right. You and Arrow could join yes, an exclusive Ryan. club. Yes, I like but Ben. Ben McAdoo had the stones mm-hmm. to know that Eli was fucking washed, mm-hmm. and they needed to move on, mm-hmm. and no one wanted to do it. He was kind of uh, a little bit more progressive from like a pass rate standpoint. Yes. He was more aggressive on fourth down. He wanted to be that. Like so, I think he. I don't know. I, I like that he is there. I think that's encouraging. If again, Matt Rule didn't want to mess with the up and coming guy, mm-hmm. knowing that he's fighting for his job, fires him because they didn't run the football enough. Like, is this nineteen ninety two? Like, you know, you need to pass the football. Mm-hmm. It's your fault that you don't have the the weapons to do so. They actually had the weapons. They just didn't have the quarterback to do so. Or well, they don't line. have. The, oh, they don't have the coach. Okay, because Matt Rule's an idiot. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I mean, Brady shouldn't have lost his job. Matt Rule should have lost his job, but Brady's now uh over there in Buffalo. Good luck for him. I mean, I don't know if it makes a difference, but uh uh him getting a job, I he, everybody was talking about like his first year with Matt Rule. This guy's the next up and coming big time head coach and then all of a sudden a bad year he gets fired. So I I, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with Carolina. That's that comes to my second question. By the way, we are talking to Bet Spurts Sports betting manager Ryan Noonan. What's going on with the Carolina Panthers? You make a trade for Sam Darnold with the Jets. You gave up a second and a fourth in this year's draft. The Jets absolutely won on that because they get Jermaine Johnson and, and they, you know, they, they did what they did, and then. You decide this offseason, hey, you know, Baker's available. They were drafting in the same draft at one and three. Maybe we'll bring Baker in and uh, we'll, we'll have them play against one another and try to see who wins the job. Makes a lot of sense. But Baker Mayfield, only for a fifth-round draft pick, goes over there to the Carolina Panthers. What is the Carolina Panthers doing? I don't, I don't understand. Well, you know, we saw enough to know that Sam Darnold – isn't it right? And in this league for all that you want to talk about, like all the other things matter, they do matter. But if you don't have the quarterback, none of it really matters. So you have to continue to go out and take shots, like go out and try to see if you can have Matt Corral in the draft and see if maybe he's going to be a thing. Um, and maybe they give him a chance again, but Baker too. Like, I feel like Baker was injured last year. I don't think he is obviously what we thought he might've been in a really small sample in his rookie year. But again, from the Carolina standpoint, it's like, Hey, we know Sam's not it. Let's take some other shots at the board. If not, we'll be in a position to take another shot next year in the draft, whatever we have to do. So, again, they have weapons, right? The offensive line they poured some resources into. Having 
you know, DJ Moore is a playmaker. I was a big Terrence Marshall guy coming out of LSU. He kind of stubbed his toe from the start last year. Hopefully he can get some footing. Robbie Anderson, I mean, again, part of that is I think quarterback play. A lot of that, you know, starts to look bad. You know, the, the most it just empty air yards that you could ever think about. Just How about just shutting your damn mouth? How about that? Robbie yeah. Anderson just shutting his mouth and playing the game. Never been his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask the local police officers in New mm-hmm. Jersey if mm-hmm. he's into shutting his mouth. Not I know all about that. Trust me. Not his thing. So, you know, when you look at from like an EPA standpoint, I mean, Sam Darnold was just awful last year. 30 out of 31 uh, qualifying quarterbacks. It was just, you know, negative from a success rate standpoint. It's negative from an EPA per dropback standpoint. Just below average across the board. So you have to go ahead and take shots. Baker, as bad as he was last year, was better than Sam Darnold. Oh, yes. And if part of that was health and there's a little bit more left for Baker to prove, you know, I, I think it's it's still not going to be enough to make a dent in that division, but I, I understand why they make the move. Shameful. Absolutely shameful for what the Browns fans did to that man. I, I, I am so disgusted. And I have a lot of respect for the Brown fans. The Cleveland Brown fans are the best. It's one of the best in football. But to push this guy out after him being drafted by your team, really been the savior, oh, was one game away from going to the AFC title game because of a trick play by Kansas City. And he was one of the main reasons why they got there. And then just give up on him after the year after, after getting hurt, playing with a hurt shoulder, playing the, with the pain and the, the abuse that he got from the fans, and then attacking his wife on social media, it, disgusting. They have, they've, got a lot, they've got a lot of thinking to do because they got a guy right now in Deshaun Watson that needs to stay on the field if he doesn't get suspended for the whole season with, uh, you know, a couple of, you know, uh, hand-me friends over there in the back room, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Even when the Browns are talented, they still find a way to screw it up. Mm. So my question is picture me rolling on that one. Yeah. Uh, so my question is being your betting guy, the d- division winner bets that we've seen a lot of this season, a lot of the, a lot of close ones so far. We were talking about the AFC East earlier. Is there anyone that you see good value in from a betting standpoint to, to bet at the start of the season? We actually on a move the line did the NFC North last night. And I think the Vikings are an interesting team. I, I like think them. that there are some questions, right? We, you know, we like to do the transitive property of coaching often where we see Kevin O'Connell has been hanging out with Sean McVay for years. So we think there's, some strong correlation between bringing over the Sean McVay offense. And we do see it oftentimes, right? We see the pedigree and where you came from, from a coaching tree standpoint, that some of that stuff leaks over. But really when you're moving from an archaic offensive system that Mike Zimmer had and basically allowing his former, um, you know, coaches to hire their sons to run your offense (laughs) and you run this very conservative, run the football, very predictive um, offense, and when you start to look at what you can get when you start to go three receivers and you start to be more aggressive, when you look at what the Vikings had last year, ton of injuries, whole sides of the football. Offensive line was a mess. But they ran more uh, two-back sets than anyone in the league. Very, very old school. And they also, you would think, despite that, they also led the league in stuff rate, meaning the Dalvin Cook, um, you know, Whoever was in there, depending, they got tackled at the line or behind the line more than any other team. You would hope the fullback would help protect that. You're essentially adding another offensive lineman. They still led the league in stuff rate because you're very predictable. Now you're going to see the Rams had three receivers out there 87% of the time. They run a lot of 11 formation. You're going to see, I think, a spike in that with what the the Vikings can do with Justin Jefferson. I think Adam Thielen has a little bit more meat on the bone. Um, I think hopefully we can get a healthy Irv Smith season already dealing with a, a – 
you know, thumb injury. But on the defensive side, they made some splashes too. They added some guys in the secondary in the draft that I think can come in and start day one. Zadarius Smith comes over from the Packers. If Daniel Hunter can stay healthy too, now you have some bookend edge rushers that can kind of hide some of the stuff that happens in the back end, which I do think will be better. So uh, three to one for them to win that division. They are plus 105 on Caesars to make the playoffs. So maybe, you know, a hedge thinking that the Packers can still be okay. But the Packers have a lot of questions. Now, again, they're still the Packers. They could be conservative and find a way to do it. But, you know, I do think that they there's a lot of hype around the Lions and the Bears. I still don't think those are very good football teams. So they got a couple wins in the division. And the schedule works out pretty nice for them as well. So the Vikings, I think, are an interesting look. As everybody knows, we are talking to Betspurts Sports betting manager, Ryan Noonan. Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos. He heads over there. New team. New offense. New wide receivers. A lot more weapons. Where do you see this Broncos team? I Obviously, you know what the defense is going to be. I think they're going to be very explosive. I think they're going to be one of the better defenses in all of the NFL. Even losing a couple of defensive pieces in the offseason, they're still young and fun to watch. Where does this offense turn now with a quarterback that actually can throw the ball? This is another example of the transitive property of coaching where we have Nathaniel Hackett coming over from Green Bay, right? So we're trying to think of what does that look like in terms of offensive play systems based off of what we've had in the past, both of what Russ had in the past and then what Denver had in the past from a playmaking standpoint. So last year, even though Green Bay plays very slowly, Green Bay was fourth in pass rate over expectation. I'm hoping that that translates. We haven't seen Russ anywhere near even league average from a pass rate over expectation standpoint because we know they wanted to run the football so much. Very old school mentality up there in the Pacific Northwest. So again, continued, even though last year dealing with the injury, he still led the league just short of 10 yards, 9.9 air yards per attempt. So it's very ex- easy to be excited about this offense, right? We have Cortland Sutton, even though we lost him, Patrick, Jerry Judy is, again, we've had very small bursts of Jerry Judy, but all those things are still there. When you look at separation, he led the league in separation at the point of uh, throw last year. So like that guy gets especially against man, he's going to get open. We haven't seen him. He's dealt with way more Drew Locke than anyone needs to. And obviously a little bit of Teddy Bridgewater last year. So, right. And then we have even had like Kendall Hinton getting game starts. Yeah. The receiver. All the stuff that, <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think massive upgrades If KJ Hamler can come in, you know, Albert O is a big old pass catching tight ends. Like there's a lot to like here through the offensive line. It's going to even be better than what he played with in Seattle too. Right. So like everything is kind of an upgrade. I think he's going to be in some more advantageous game scripts because I like the defense here. So, yeah, I mean, Denver, it's hard not to be really excited about Russ, who I think moves to a new spot and gets himself a shot to get back to that playoffs. Um, That division is fun. Mm-hmm. So a lot of receivers moving in the offseason too. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown all traded in the offseason. So from a fantasy perspective now, going with those three in, a new, in new locations, different offenses, where are your expectations for them at their rankings? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm a little down on Tyreek, uh, again, in relation to where he's been in the past. But, uh, you know, are you guys Tyreek guys? <laughs> I'm not this year. I'm more on Waddle this I year. Just, I just okay. love I love what Tyreek said on his podcast, taking that to is going to be more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. He, I, I don't care what he's trying to sell. You're not selling any idiots that answer, okay? Give me Strong a Strong endorsement, but, yeah, yes. that's uh, pretty, pretty dicey for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think he still could be okay. But again, from a fantasy standpoint, it's really about opportunity cost and what's going on around him. So at that point of the draft, you know, often we're able to see 
you know, the Saquon Barkley's of the world, um, you know, Aaron Jones, who we just talked about, I think Aaron Jones is going to have to step into a pretty massive pass catching role with that team. And we've seen that happen in small samples with Devontae Adams out. I think Devontae walks into a pretty nice system. Again, new quarterback he's familiar with, but also like, uh, you know, as a Patriots fan, uh, pretty bullish on what Josh McDaniels has been able to do at times and how he's malleable based on the talent that he has. Mm -hmm. And I think he's smart enough to be able to go, Hey, I, this is a difference maker that I haven't had before. And we have some others on the team that can make some plays, but let's make sure we're focusing on getting the ball to Devontae Adams. So I'm more bullish on him than, than probably the others. Uh, you know, obviously it's hard to argue with the talent of an AJ Brown, but there are some interesting things that make me a little nervous because Philly was pretty fearful to call anything over the middle. When you look at what happened last year, they were very conservative in throwing the ball over the field uh, or over the middle of the field. They actually by far, I believe 12% fewer passes to the middle of the field than league average. Wow. And that's where 65% of AJ Brown's targets came last year. It runs a lot of drags, a lot of you know slants and soft stuff. Now, do they scheme stuff differently? And you think too, like what they had last year to throw to was a lot of like, tight ends. We had Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard for a little bit. Goddard's running up the seams over the middle a lot. And that's kind of why he took it in fantasy too. So I get that from a quarterback standpoint, when you think there's a lot of stuff going on over the middle of the field. And when I have maybe a limited passer in pocket, it makes it easier for me to be like, okay, your first and second look are to the left. And if you don't have it, then you probably break down and scramble a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's probably not getting to the point where he's progressing all the way across the fields, even to get to the middle. So I'm interested to see what they do from a schematic standpoint with AJ Brown, the talents through the roof. Um, obviously that entire roster is exciting, but yeah, I'm a little down on AJ Brown at cost and fantasy too. Last question for me, uh, the New York jets. Uh, it seems like, you know, every day you hear something about Zach Wilson. He looks great. Uh, he didn't look that good. It looks great. And he didn't look that good. But in the last couple of days, we've been say people have been saying he looks unbelievable. He's throwing the ball off his back foot. He's throwing it 60, 70 yards to Elijah Moore. Uh, I don't know. I think the secret of the Jets' success this year is going to be Zach Wilson. Uh, but I think this defense is going to be fun. I think this offense, this offensive line is going to be a lot better if if they could stay healthy. With Makai Beckham moving to the right tackle position. Uh, Fawn had a good year. You added Lincoln Tomlinson, uh, a pro ball type of guard in this league. Elijah Tucker was one of the best guards in the league last year. People forget how great he was when the Jets moved up to draft him with Minnesota. So, what do you think of this team? And by the way, Brees Hall, uh, you know, Michael Carter Jr. I mean, this could be a re- good, really explosive running back core. Where do you see the Jets this year in their first year as a whole? And I mean, with Carl Lawson and a pass rushing and some decent players that we can actually uh, feel that the Jets are moving forward, not backwards. You're a Jets fan, huh? Ah, uh, yes. Woof. I was. Uh, yes, uh, you could say off. woof. You could say woof. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I respect the passion. I respect the, uh, the the sell job in there. There's a lot of uh, optimism, which is, you know, runs rampant in August. So I, uh, I respect <laughs> it. I think obviously you, it, it's hard not to be a little bit more optimistic, right? Because yeah. things did go so poorly last year. And you mm. referenced some of the injuries that they had. And I do think that, you know, obviously is a rough spot to get into when you're a first year coach and you're yeah. trying to come in. Um I wish that we would have had a different Zach Wilson post-injury, 
right? The, the, the PCL sprain and Mike White came in and, you know, was again, checked down Charlie and managed the games. And, but we just didn't get a way different version when he came back. He still looked like a guy that was a little bit uh, out over his skis a little bit. And again, they've done all the things in the off season. I think Elijah Moore is an absolute baller. You go out and you get, you know, Garrett Wilson, Really good. Again, we forget that a couple of years ago, not that long ago, Corey Davis was a top 10 pick uh, at the receiver position. Mm-hmm. So they they added talent, right? You added Denzel two Mims looks good catchers. too, by the way. I've been hearing sure. I've been hearing Denzel Mims. He's been this is the really time good. of year, right? Yeah. Best shape of his life, making some catches <laughs> against guys that'll be selling insurance in a couple of months. Right, you know, hard not to be hard not to be uh, fired up. But um yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I, it's all about Zach Wilson, right? Yes. I all, all of it. Doesn't really matter. They, but they did the good thing you want to see if you're a Jets fan is they gave him all that he could do, right? There's, there can be no excuses, assuming everyone stays healthy or the majority stay healthy, that we set you up with all the resources that you possibly need to take this team to the next level. What's the next level? I don't know, seven, eight wins for you? Would you be probably pretty happy, right? Yeah, I, I think, I think next year is the turn year where I expect the Jets to be playoff contention team every single year after that. So this year, I want to see growth. I want to see what this team is, see some of these young players really transform into the players we expect them to be as game-changing type of players. And then next year is when we expect the Jets to compete with the Buffalo Bills, the Patriots, and and, and some of the best teams in the AFC and, and be a contender every single year. Yeah. And so like from a foundational standpoint, I think you're there. You talked about the upside and the building blocks on the offensive line. You know, it seems like that's Joe Douglas's plan building from the, you know, outside, you know, inside out. There's a lot of, there's some ifs there, but again, there's talent and there's draft equity at the positions that I think you want to see sauce Gardner. You don't often see first year, early corners come in and be massively impactful year one, but this kid seems to be pretty special. Um, that's really important if they're going to get to that six, seven win uh, period. Because again, I still think that they are uh, a week in the back half. Could I ask you? Rush, could I, I, I ask you a question? Yeah. What What is it with the NFL? Okay, the Jets were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Why do they have one of the hardest schedules this year? It doesn't make sense. How are you the th- what were they the fourth worst team in all of football? And your schedule is like one of the, the second or third hardest schedule in the whole season. It doesn't make sense. How is that fair? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, they are in the rotation base interconference wise. So, yeah, they got the uh, both Norths. They get the AFC North, which, you know, is a fairly tough division, right? You get the Ravens, the Bengals, mm-hmm. the Browns, obviously, uh, talented roster, depending on. I believe that's is that early in the season though. Yes, yeah, all of them. Week yeah. three, all they play. Oh, that's all right. They play the first four. Their yeah. first four games are the North. All of them. So weird. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. It doesn't make sense. A, uh, of course they yeah. did that. They want to screw the Jets. Why not? Super bizarre. But yeah, yeah. and then uh, the NFC North as well, which you know not too bad. But then their interconference games, uh, or what's that last game? NFC West. Yeah, that's still again they're getting that that random NFC West team. Seattle. So yeah, all, all of these teams are. Yeah, Seattle's not bad. Uh, all of them have a little bit harder of a schedule than they should, but yeah, the Jets have the hardest schedule in the division. Which oh, you would think it's crazy. Be the case, and, and you, you, as a Jet fan, you're like, okay, this is going to be a good year. And then when you look at the schedule, I like loss, loss, maybe loss, loss, yeah. like maybe mid season stretch too, where they go uh, Green Bay and Denver in back to back weeks, and then it's they ridiculous. Host I, I don't know what the NFL is thinking. 
I, I, yeah. I get I get so and this is and I'm not saying that the NFL is screwing the Jets like the beef says, uh, you know, uh, everybody the refs screwed, are screwing the Cowboys. or The Rangers <laughs> are getting screwed by the, you know, Toronto. I mean, it, it, I don't believe anything like that. But it does bother me when I I'm a Jet fan. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm like, I, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what the Jets have to go against. Week in and week out, how do you expect to get momentum? How are you supposed to get a quarterback that is going to believe in the players around him where you're playing some of the top teams in the league? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have to rotate because, uh, you know, theoretically, you want to make sure you, every team or you code every team and every team comes to you in some sort of semblance of an order. But yeah, they definitely caught the wrong end of it for sure this year. Maybe we'll get lucky and they'll win the first three out of four. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I doubt it. <laughs> so my last my last question is, I, I know you're a Patriots fan, so t- two-parter here. One, with Josh McDaniels now going to the Raiders, do you think he redeems himself his like second chance as a head coach? He didn't look good in Denver, and then obviously the debacle ah, with the Colts. And also, <laughs> now with the Patriots having, wait for it, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge on their offensive staff, how do you think Mac Jones plays with those circumstances? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, McDaniels thing, yeah, I think he, you know, felt like it was not that long ago, but he, he came back and was in New England for like what, 13 years. So like if it wasn't the Denver stuff has been a long time. So like he, hopefully I would imagine has matured and learned from that. He steps into a fairly nice roster. Like, uh, you know, both of, I think Minnesota and Las Vegas, like you don't see coaching changes in those spots where like those are playoff teams or teams on the you know precipice of the playoffs. So I think that he'll learn from that. And, you know, again, is acquiring a better roster than he had in Denver when he first got there. So again, that division is so loaded though. Right. So he's just, he's fighting an uphill battle. They are, you know, probably comfortably the fourth team in that division, but probably a, a playoff team. If they are in the NFC Patriots, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I am definitely, I'm still a Patriots fan. Um, it'll always I be a 14 year old, 14 year old son. His name is Brady. It was the, uh, you know, 50 touchdown 16 and all regular season. Uh, I'm sure there are season. Giants fans listening and celebrating. Yep, that would that. be me. But, uh, yeah, gosh. Um, Best moment of my childhood for any of my teams. Oh, God, <sighs> please. Rough, rough run. It still stings a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, fandom has definitely died down over the years because more is like, you know, in the betting space, I'm my, I'm a fan of whatever my card is that week more than uh, more than any other team. So I'm optimistic about Mac Jones. I'm not super optimistic about the Patriots as a whole. I think they are worse on both sides of the ball, especially on the defensive side, and that was a big part of their success last year. Uh, I think they're weaker on all three levels. And that's going to be a problem. So I do think that Mac Jones is the answer. I think he's going to be okay. I think he can be a talent elevator, believe it or not. Um, What he has from an offensive coordinator standpoint is going to be interesting. We'll find out how involved Belichick was from a game plan standpoint while McDaniels was in town, because I think some of that will then leak over to what happens this year, because we're having two defunct former head coaches that had nothing to do with the offense while they were in New England the first time, now in charge of your second-year quarterback. Like, it's not as bad as the Chicago situation with Justin Fields and, you know, uh, you know another play caller, a guy who's never called plays before, a coach that I don't think is really any good at even calling defense. That's a mess, and that's a bad actual roster. Pass roster is better than what the Bears have for sure. No, oh, uh, yeah. That's not saying yeah. anybody's going to be better no. than the Bears this year. <laughs> I know. That, Probably the only roster definitively worse is, yeah, this, under, is Houston. They're, they're bad. So, yeah, I mean – I don't think they made the playoffs. The AFC is just too damn good, to be honest. Uh, but I think Mac Jones is still pretty damn good at what he does, too. 
I, I actually, by the way, for everybody to know, I told everybody Mac Jones was going to be good. Just so everybody was – and Jeff over there in Tampa, it's like, oh, if that Jack had Patriots truth, Mac Jones, I'm going to kill them. And, and then uh, his boy went to pick later. Yeah, his boy didn't have such a good year. Mac Jones did, so figure that one out. So sell that one, baby. Anyways, we really appreciate you joining us, man. We'll definitely get you on again. Uh, maybe get you on with uh, Brandon Walker, and we'll go through – Every single, um, every single game, every si- well, actually, every big, uh, every single team and our picks and where we think the division's going to be before the season starts in the next couple of weeks. Well, I want to get like four or five experts on. Maybe we'll get you and John Daigle on. That yes, would be funny. that's a great idea. And, and, and a bunch of different guys, different personalities, and I think it'd be very interesting arguing where each division's going to be this year and. Uh, It'll be fun. I really do appreciate you joining us, bud. Maybe we'll get John Daigle live at whatever wedding he's at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy is, uh, he's everywhere over the next couple of months. He, you know, signs up for, you know, any expo or Signs up or for fantasy wed- weddings? <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to catch another wedding, right? So if you have a fantasy draft in a state he's never been to, you can check that off his list. Just so, so you yeah, know, getting- me and my friend were the first wedding crashers. That, that movie... We used to – there's a place called the Mediterranean Manor in Patchogue from where we live over here, my hometown. And what me and my friend used to do when we were in high school is when I was like 14, 15 years old, there was this place. And, and, and it was always a wedding. So what we, do, we, we, what we did was we used to wear slacks and a, and a button-down T-shirt, a button-down, uh, you know, a nice button-down shirt. And we'd walk right in, make it seem like we had our cards, and we sit at – the open table that has two chairs. And it always, nice. every single wedding had an open table. And they would ask us, who are you here for? The bride or the groom? And we always like, we always kind of like changed it up. Like, we're like stepbrothers and we're here for the bride. And everybody believed us, dude. We used to go in, we used to get free meals. Meals? Friend, yeah, nice. Oh, dude, my open friend. bar? Oh, well, he, we were 14. So we, we, we had the people at the table actually buy us drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Or actually get us drinks. They didn't, we weren't buying anything. But uh, it, awesome. it, I, I don't drink, so he was drinking. I was just sitting there watching. But uh, we were dancing with the bride and the groom. It made it, it, it. I'm serious. You can absolutely wedding crash if you know what you're doing. You can absolutely get away with it. Yeah, yeah I, I respect it too. I mean, free meals is good food. So mm-hmm. some know, of it smart. Some of it. I'm yeah. a DJ, so I, I've been in, I've been to a lot of different. I've done about four thousand weddings, and Damn. and some of the places. Pff, the food is disgusting, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, depending on where it's right catered spots. and everything like that, you're, you're you're in good shape. But Ryan, we really appreciate you joining us, um, and uh, we'll definitely get you on. Uh, check out Bet Spurt, uh, Bet Spurts Sports Betting. Uh, Ryan and his team are fantastic. Their shows are well. Their betting shows are awesome. And John Daigle, uh, beware of your wedding and the crashing. Okay. Can happen anytime, people. That's right. Tell the fans how they can find you on social media. Yeah, at Ryan Noonan on uh, on the Twitter machine, uh, 444.com slash plans. Best way to get access to everything that we have going on over there. Get you the betting sub, which means it gets you everything on, on the site as well. So if you're still doing redraft leagues, best ball, high stakes fantasy, um, and all the betting content that you could possibly ever want for uh, all sports, but especially football is where we, we do our best. feel like we have uh, some of the best projections in the business and we leverage those against the prop market um, until we get shut down and then we shift it to a different book and we keep going. Well, we'll hook you up with our handicappers. I think you really like them. They're great in all sports, baseball, basketball. We have a guy that is, uh, first of all, our show, our Moneyline Mania show is at 83%, seven months of having him on the show and their picks throughout the week. 
is at over 83%. That's how crazy they are with their picks. It's fantastic. They really are great. You're hitting 54%. You're you should see what they're doing. Good. One week they were 12. What were they? 12 Chaz and 1? Chaz was 12 and 1 one 12 week. 12 yes. and 1. It's unbelievable. Last week hit a couple of uh, trifectas, too, at the horse race he was at. It was crazy. <laughs> it's my kind of guy. I love yeah. the ponies. <laughs> so I'll queue up with those guys. You'll really like them. Appreciate you, fellas. Absolutely. Ryan Noonan, manager. Bet Spurt Sports. I like it. Spurt Sports. Media. You like that, Speedy? You like, yes. uh, you like roosters? You like, what, what do you like? Roosters? You like roosters? Have, I'm now, fine your, with roosters. Give me your crack-a-doodle-doo, okay? No, I can't do it. You're horrible. Yeah, man. that was horrible. No, You're I, horrible. I, I, I I'm not going to ever can't ask do high you to pitch. do it. I can't do high-pitched. Well, I am never going to ask you to do a monkey sound or anything again. No, I can't do high-pitched. You can't do anything. I, I'm I, serious. I did the dog. I did the dog. Oh, give me your best dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's what is that killer dog? We got Cujo over there. Maybe <laughs> not, not, dir- right. not directed at you, Ryan. Don't worry. Don't worry, Ryan. He's over there. He can't jump through the screen and bite you. <laughs> Appreciate you, fellas. See you later, Ryan. Ryan Noonan, guys, great, fantastic. He really is. Mm-hmm. Ah, we're going to get him on. Why don't we bring him in? Is he over there? Where no, I like he looked like he left the screen. Oh my so. God, we almost had him. We're, we're waiting for the crazy man to get into the Sugs, section. You're going to get your wish, you're supposedly. Gonna get, yes, you're going to get your wish as our pal, Speedy. Kenny. Kenny will be joining us in just a few moments. I don't know what he's doing. He left the room. Is, for he, is he smoking some wax or something? Maybe. Is he doing something over there? I don't know. He's lost. Hmm? I don't know. I am, I am very interested to see what Kenny has been doing for the last couple of you know years. <laughs> Since the last time we talked to him. Oh, yeah. says, all, oh, here oh, there he is. he is. Oh, he's got his drink. Uh-oh. Oh, and his kiss shirt. I like it. Uh-oh. What are you pouring over there, Ken? I'm drinking water. Yeah, what's up, guys? Ah, I told you I'd be here. He's yeah. drinking water, ladies and gentlemen. I was sitting in the wink out, and I said, I am waiting backstage on this show. Oh, yeah, you're waiting backstage, and now you're in stage, up in personal with Kenny, ladies and gentlemen. Know you. Uh-huh. City Sports, baby. That's right. Kenny, are you smoking wax still? Yeah. <laughs> it's legalized I now. Have a two-hour nap or a few hours nap. I woke up at eight and I was like, "Oh, I didn't miss the show." Yeah. No, well, Kenny, I you know you do owe us a Thanksgiving dinner. You know that, right? Yeah, from four years ago, Kenny. I know, I know that. Kenny, we're we're lost here. Where's where's Pops, man? Where how's Pops doing? It's really good. He wouldn't be up now. He passes out like 10 p.m. He passes out. So Kenny's hanging out, you know, talking sports. You know what we? You know what you should do? You should give your father a swirly. You know that? You should give him like one of, or what do they call it? Wet willies? You know, you you lick your, you know, lick your <laughs> finger and you stick it in his that. ear. You want to do that? No, he's not here. I live alone. Oh, you live alone? Kenny lives alone? Is that possible? Yeah, I've lived alone for over 10 years. So. Kenny, you are the man. Yeah. What have you been doing? I was before that, too. What have you been doing, Ken? I'm just chilling, man. Do you, what do you do I for work, to, Ken? I went to uh, a Giants practice. Oh, yeah. look, look at you. Kenny, Kenny, yeah. Kenny. Who do you got this year? What do you think of your Giants? Let's hear it. They looked pretty good. They looked pretty the good. went well. They looked great. Mm-hmm. That's it? Which units looked great? Because somebody has to look bad or other units to look great. I mean, I, I enjoyed the whole thing. 
Mm-mm. All right, which unit looks great specifically? He enjoys the whole thing, man. That's it. The offense looks great. Offense, yeah, defense, okay. All right, what, 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 who's your favorite player on the Giants right now? There's no more Eli, so don't bring up Eli. He's no longer on the team. Daniel Jones is pretty good. Oh, you like Daniel Jones? Yeah. You think he's the quarterback of the future? I'd say so. All right, I like Kenny. Kenny says so, and when Kenny says, goes. That's right. Kenny has his crystal ball. I Kenny's like it. got his crystal ball. He's wearing his Kiss shirt. He's ready to rock, baby. Where is my artwork, by the way, bud? Well, you never sent me your address. I'll send you my address, man. I better get something. You know, I want to put it on my wall. I want the best portrait of Kenny. Uh, I'll give you an eight by ten. All right. I'll have you have you <laughs> have you sold any of your uh, your artwork? Yeah, I sold a few paintings. Really? Look at you, Kenny. You're an entrepreneur. I'm liking this. Good for you, man. Where have you been working, bud? Well, I'm not working anywhere right now, but I'm come, trying to come up with big ideas. Big ideas. Oh, let's hear big ideas for paintings that you could sell again. Let's let's hear let's no, hear one of I'm your ideas. That, uh, well, there's this guy in my building. He's in, a musician mm. and. He might try professional Twitter. I might run it for him. Oh, professional Twitter. Okay, I like that. How do you do professional Twitter? He's a social media guy. I like that. You can sign up for it, and then there is a professional side to it. I think you know what you should do? You should create your own underwear. You should get tidy whatties in white, and you can paint them all different different things, and you can sell them in the stores, man. Tidy whities from Kenny. Kenny's tidy whities. I don't know about that. I'm not well known. Uh, you I are well known. Twitter. I'm good at Twitter. You're you're good at you're good. Sell at some more paintings. Kenny. You might be well known. You're good at everything, Kenny. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm pretty how about good a cupcake? How, how about you? You discover and make some cupcakes with Snug the Cat. Yeah, Snuggle gladly sent you those. Kenny, why are you so quiet tonight? I mean, you you're never quiet. Are, are you drunk? You high? What are you What are you doing over there? No, I'm I'm quiet. I don't know. I'm just relaxed. You're relaxed, so you've been doing something uh, over there, huh? I mean, I'm. It's hard to be quiet when you call in, uh, and then you got a few minutes to talk. Well, you're you're talking you're talking a lot right now, Kenny. You're on the screen. You got exclusive features now. You know, Snug says I'd love to make some cupcakes with Kenny. Oh, Snug, that's the dream for you. you Snug's been waiting for that Nobody for, like, wants years. To call in. I thought you are going to have, like... We do. We get people to call I'm in. I'm sure Snug will call in. We'll call it... Snug, you get a call in now we'll that ca- Kenny's on? We'll call it Kenny's Cakes. Kenny's Cakes. How about that? You like that? I like that. Kenny's Cakes. Good. I like that. What you do know? you think of uh, the Yankees? What do I think of the Yankees? Um, hmm... What do I think about the Yankees? Well, they're playing like crap since the All-Star break. What are they, yeah. six, and, six and eight right six now? Six and eight, and I think they're two and seven against like teams over 500. So, so. they've looked like crap. Um, Garrett Cole gave up three home runs in the first inning yesterday. It was wonderful. Uh, it's definitely something that really stood out to me over the week so far. Um, so far, uh, the Yankees have looked like garbage. But uh, what do I think they are? I, listen, they're a playoff team. They're one of the top three teams in the league. Uh, I mean, you can argue it's the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Houston Astros. Yeah, they're going through a rough patch, and we expected this. I I always thought, especially in the second half of the season, that the Yankees were going to hit a, you know, but John Carlos Stanton's not in the lineup right now. He's coming back. 
once this lineup gets back to whole, I think this is as good a lineup as any in baseball. So what do I think the Yankees are going to be? Well, we have to see what Montez is going to do, and we'll see if Montez is the guy and you add another arm to that rotation. Uh, the Yankees could be very hard to beat in the playoffs. But the question is, yeah. did Brian really make the right moves at the trade deadline and was going to get them where they wanted to go, and that's the World Series. There's no guarantees to win the World Series, but you want to get into the show, and then, you know, wherever, whatever, yeah. wherever the ball lies, it lies. But well, Then whoever wants it the most gets it. Well, I, I, the only team I think could beat the Yankees right now in the American League is Houston. Yeah. I, I don't I think the, that. I don't think. I don't. If Cleveland got in, or Chicago got in, or or Blue Jays, or any of those teams get in, I I, I don't think they could beat the Yankees, and especially in a certain amount of games in a series. Um, but that's, Houston that's is who, Houston is dangerous. Steven, my friend Stephen Runnerman does play by play on uh, YouTube and Facebook. And oh yeah, he thinks uh, the. The Astros are going all the way. Oh, look he's at him! A Giants Ooh. fan. Look at him, man. I mean, uh, oh, he's a Giants fan, so he's trying to—he's just trying to take shots at the Padres and Dodgers. I say. <laughs> no, he—he he really thinks it's. How about we get? Uh, why don't you call your friend right now? Put him on, and so I can yell at him, and tell him that you know I've got underwear <laughs> uh, with he, your name he's on always it. Always in California. I don't know if he. Well, come on, it's it's three hours. I mean, it's like seven o'clock over there. Seven fifty-one. He's up. I'll send him. I'll send him the link. Uh, you, you send him the link. Why don't you put him in? I, I, I want to hear what. What's this guy's name? Stephen Rudderman. Stephen Rudderman. Oh, Stephen Rudderman. Rudder the man. YouTube Yankees broadcast. YouTube sensation. <laughs> what do you think about Brian Cashman saying that Luis Savarino will likely be out until the postseason? I mean, who would have thought that? Sucks. I mean, Montgomery. That that questions why they traded Montgomery. It didn't make sense. I mean, unless they think Harmon is the guy and he's going to fill in. Now, Harmon had a very good outing. He really did look good in his first outing. But is he going to do that consistently? And he's got to keep his hands to himself. Because if he keeps hitting people, including his wife, uh, he'll be getting another suspension and probably never play again in the major leagues. But uh, Harmon obviously was a good addition to the Yankees' uh, rotation. So um, so I, I don't know why Brian Cashman decided to trade Monty. Uh, which they call Montgomery, but uh, Montgomery wasn't instead. Well, yeah, but that's one guy that you lost Savarino for the season. No, I know. I'm just saying you replaced one Mott with the other. Well, that's true. And then you you, you know now you're going to be fishing for another pitcher. You know, and and you had one in Montgomery. I, I don't know. And they lost uh, they lost Hill. What, what's his name again? Luis. Um, who's the guy that they had the rookie last Heel, year? Yeah, Luis Heel. Heel. They lost Heel for the season. I mean, it's Tommy John, so he's not going to be back. So, I mean, if you're a Yankee fan right now, you're the Yankees are in trouble. Their rotation is not at full strength, and you traded Montgomery for what reason? Their bullpen's kind of streaky, too, since Kings got hurt. Did up, you so. hear that the Yankees were very close to trading for Lopez on the Marlins, the pitcher? Pablo Lopez, wow. They, yeah, I know they were trying wow. to trying to fleece. The Marlins were only going to do it if they were going to try to fleece some teams. They, they wanted Glaber Torres. Yeah, of course. Okay, That's gonna the do it. And the Yankees. Sports guys want to talk to you. What happened? I, I said that these sports guys want to talk to you. They want to talk to us? No, I said it to my friend, these sports guys want to talk you to you. Tell them, listen, we'll have Kenny's dirty underwear. Show up. I sent him the link. <laughs> I don't think that's going to You don't like dirty anymore. underwear? You, do you have dirty underwear on? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you took a shower, Kenny? Took a shower today. Oh, then they're clean. You got clean underwear on. 
Unless you wear the same well, underwear for a few hours days. old. All right, so so they're clean. <laughs> so they were clean when you put who them on, your, and now they're not. Who does your laundry, Kenny? Me. You do your laundry? Look at you. Yeah. Kenny, you're an entrepreneur, man. You you know how to clean your laundry. Do you cook? Are you a good cook? I, I'm a simple cook. A simple like cook. What are you, like stuff. the macaroni and cheese? Things of that nature. Yeah? What, what, what's, your, what's your favorite thing to cook? I like to order stuff for the most part. But ordering's not cooking, Kenny. I mean, what do you he like to cook? You wanted, what do you what is your favorite dish to cook? What do you like to cook? Well, I'm pretty good at eggs. Eggs? I mean, anybody's good at cooking eggs. I mean, what do you like? It's sunny side, scrambled. What do you like it? Scrambled. Scrambled, scrambled eggs. So, so, you know, if I came over, could you make me a good, you know, pile of eggs? Make you a couple. A couple? I mean, you don't want to share? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You'll get your eggs before you get your You know, sharing is caring. You'll get your eggs before you get your Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> you got to share. four eggs total, so that's sharing. Uh, yeah. That's not sharing enough, Ken. I mean, I want some eggs. I'm hungry. You want all four? I want five, man. I eat When I eat eggs, I eat six, seven. I'm a monster, too man. Eggs. 230 too pounds eggs. of brute strength and muscle, baby. That's too many eggs, man. Too many eggs? What, you think I'm going to die from eggs? No, I'm just saying it's too many. Well, what, what's too many to you? You don't think I can eat a carton of eggs? I'm saying that two or three eggs is fine per person. Listen, Kenny. How, be, Kenny, how much do you weigh? There's going to be bread and maybe how bacon. How much do you weigh, stuff. Kenny? How much do you weigh, Ken? I don't know, like 215. Okay, and how tall are you, Ken? 6'5". You're 6'5". Six six five. Five. Wow. And 215 pounds. Kenny, I'm 5'10", and I'm 230. Jesus. Yeah, I'm a beast, man. I'm a monster. Okay. You're very quiet over there, Kenny. What's wrong? Nothing. Kenny, Snug has a question for you. Mm. Will Kenny, yeah. will you get a tattoo, a polar bear tattoo, if the Mets win a World Series? He's a Yankee fan, so that would be no, a no. I'm a Yankee fan. All right, so you know what we're going to do? If the, Mets. if the Yankees win, you need to get a tattoo, okay? No, no. It's got to be on I your ass. It's got to be on your ass. And I'm good. And no, we want you to get a tattoo. You got to have a Yankee sign on your ass, right cheek. No, why do I need to do that? Uh, because it gives the Yankees all the credit in the world to win a uh, championship for you. <laughs> Maybe you have to make your friend get something he's because he's picking questions. the Astros Who to win the World they? Series. <laughs> Who snug? I already have that question. Who are these people? Ah, uh, snug. Is, snug is a long time your boy, fan. man. Snug's your boy. He's a he's one of our fans that has. A, he's a big time fan of when you call. <laughs> Wax a doodle do, you know? You got to wax that ass okay, before you get that in. my friend with the name of the people. Snug the Cat. That's his name. No, I'm saying he asks, who are they? Like, who are Oh, your guys? friend over there. Tell him. <laughs> we're the sports loudmouths. Tell him we're the greatest of all time. We are the voices of sports, and uh, uh, we got you to get a tattoo on your ass if the Yankees win the World Series. No, I'm still not going to do that. You're still not? Come on. <laughs> you should make your friend do it if he's betting the Astros. I mean, come on, man. You tell him, like, uh, come on the show. The Yankees will probably have to beat the Astros we'll in order to get there. slam dunk him, you know. We'll dunk him. We'll treat him, you know, with respect. But, uh, you know, maybe when we're done, we'll put a pair of uh, your dirty underwear on his head. What no, we're not going to do that. Uh, well, he's your friend, right? I, I just said uh, what you guys were, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Out Long Island. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, you know who we are. I mean, we don't have yes, to. I know you are. He doesn't. Well, tell him that. Uh, you know, tell him we're the greatest. I explained. I I said who you were. So 
You know, uh, Snug says Snug says he's more interested in your turkey dinner. So now it's you, Pete, Snug, and who else? No, 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 Pete. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm sorry, no Snug. It's me, okay. Petey, maybe Ryan Hick. Says, we'll get you Ryan Hick. Said, Give me five minutes. So five minutes. Oh, we're gonna get your friend on. Oh, this is gonna be wonderful. Yeah. I can't wait for this one. Is he another character like you? <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit younger. He's like oh. in his twenties. Oh, he's yeah. in his twenties. Oh, we, we got a smart Late guy. Twenties, but yeah. A smart guy. Look at that, Speedy. We got a guy your age. Snug says, oh, I do like bacon and I'm more interested in the turkey dinner. And are you good at making coleslaw? I hate coleslaw. I so do, no. too. Okay. So, yeah, uh, Speedy, Speedy, while we're waiting for, you know, the good old Ken or Ken Wood's friend. Uh, what's his name, by the way? <laughs> Steven. Uh, what was his, his name's uh, Steven. And yeah. what show does he do? He just does play-by-play of a San Francisco Giants game. All right. So, so Stephen from the San Francisco Giants, play-by-play on YouTube, will be joining us. Uh, he has his own thoughts about the Houston Astros going all the way. And I've got news for good old Stevie when he gets on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, okay. Slug says, I, oh, I knew Kenny was smarter than the Beeve, LOL. And his, it's his name, Benny. No, Snug. His name is Steven. All right. Speedy, what what do you think about this NFL setting to appeal the Deshaun Watson six-game suspension? I'm not surprised. Uh, Roger Goodell's oh. going to want to put his ego Talk into everything. Suspensions. My channel got suspended. Well, why? Were you showing dirty things on that channel? No, no, I, I think it was a troll because I was Oh, were you smoking wax? Of me chasing birds, which I do all the time. You chase birds. birds? Do you fly, yes. Kenny? Why? Hold on no. one second. Hold on one second. Before you answer that These question, birds also swim. Oh, well, hold, freaking... hold on one second. Hold so they're chasing ducks. They are or no. Swans? They're one uh, of those things. The geese. They're geese. fucking gross. They shit all over Hudson Park near where I live. So hold on one second, Ken, Kenny. Before we get into the Sean Watson situation, because I want Speedy to answer my question. Um, so what you do in your spare time is record yourself attacking geese. Is that is no, that right? I don't attack them. I just I just chase them a little bit. Then oh, I you chase them a little bit. So what do you do when you chase them? I just go no you, and I walk into the water, and then I hold on one second. So you chase them into the water, and then you swim with them. No, I don't. So why would you go into the water yeah. then? I don't know. It's it's you don't for goof. For a goof? Are you high when you're doing that, Kenny? Sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and they said that it was, it was, what, that I was uh, trying to cause violence. And I'm like, uh, where's their proof of that? Mm-hmm. I, I appealed it and I lost the appeal. You lost the appeal. You're looking uh, out of jail. I definitely hid the guy that, 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 that uh, reported the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So guy. wait a second. You cool. you you put a re- a video of you chasing geese into the water on YouTube. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> TikTok Nobody reported on TikTok because that troll That's was TikTok because it's funny. What the hell are you thinking? Putting it on YouTube. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, I put videos Kenny. like that before, and nobody reported. Kenny, how many people the you geese then report it? Run after the guy off my channel a long time ago. Then. You are one of oh, his name. Oh, here's Stephen. Here's Stephen. I mean, we got we got Kenny, the AK No You City Sports, and now a seated. What is it, Stephen Ruderman? Right, Ruderman. How are you guys doing? Ruderman. All right, Mr. Ruderman, our friend Kenny over here. He's a big fan of the show. He told us a little bit about you, and he said on your play-by-play, uh, I guess your YouTube page. 
You said that the Astros, no doubt about it, are going all the way this year. I didn't say they were going all the way. I'm saying they're my pick for the American League. Why is that? They seem to find a way in the postseason. I still feel like the Yankees are lacking starting pitching. And I just feel like the Astros, they've been there before. They're a determined team, they and they cheat. know how to get it done in the postseason. They do. They cheat, and they do all that stuff, too. So well, yes, that, too. They're, they're very good at doing that, too. So what, and maybe if they're banging a couple of garbage cans in their, you know, dugout, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll, they'll have a better chance. I, listen, I, I think the Houston Astros are a very, very good team. They're very talented. Uh, they made some pretty good, clean moves at the trade deadline. I still wonder about that team as a whole. I, I don't know how strong, even though their bullpen has been good this year, I don't know how strong their bullpen is going to be in the playoffs. And, and if you're going to trust in their rotation and what the rotation is, yeah, their rotation looks good in the regular season. They do have Justin Verlander. But again, I still wonder about the team as a whole and how good this offense is going to be in a playoff series against one of those top teams like the Yankees. Who, go, who will be able to hit against them and hit for I power. Still go for Yankees. Right. I mean, I, I think there's a good chance we're going to see another Yankees-Astros ALCS, and there's a good chance we're going to see that series go six or seven games. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I believe that too. Well, what are you, a San Francisco Giants fan? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. So do you think that there, the stories are true that Aaron Judge, after this season, might be on his way to San Francisco. I know he grew up a San Francisco Giant fan. I know he cr- grew up in the Bay Area. Uh, he just got married. Maybe he wants to move there and raise his kids where he was born and where he was raised. Uh, what are your thoughts to that? Do you think Aaron Judge is on his way out and going to what San Francisco? If the Yankees win it all, then he might stay. Nah, I don't think so. I, I can't imagine the Yankees letting him go. The Yankees, at least under when George was around, had a history of giving out very, very big contracts. I get it, Hal may not be given as much of those contracts, but I, I cannot imagine the Yankees would just let him walk away. Hmm. How about you, Speedy? What do you think? I think when you look at the Giants, they're definitely going to spend for somebody if they don't do if they don't do it. Now, I know you went through the little bit of a phase with from 2016 where they're giving out all those big contracts. And they finally shedded a lot of those, so now they finally have the money to make that kind of thing work. So if it's not Aaron Judge, I think it'll definitely be somebody else. But I'm kind of with him at this point. I was thinking at the beginning of the season the Padres, but then now nah, obviously they traded for Juan Soto, so they're out of that now. And the Giants now are that next other team because the only other team that was listed was the Angels, but the Angels, they're all over the place, so I don't trust them. Yeah, the Giants the Giants have never had good luck giving out large contracts, and that has not been the uh, M.O. of Farhan Zaidi. That was the M.O. of Brian Sabian and Bobby Evans, and with all due respect to them, they did leave us with uh, quite a mess for Farhan to clean up, which is why the, the rebuild is taking longer than expected. I just hope the Giants don't do it, because when the Giants won three championships a decade ago, they did it without any big superstar players. And when you look at these teams that sign the big players with the exception of the 2020 Dodgers, you don't see a lot of teams with the big contracts win World Series. So uh, how, how long have you known Kenster over here? I have known Kenny for six years. Six years. So Kenny's been a big fan of yours. Does, did Kenny ever send you any of his nice draw, drawn paintings that he has over there? I think he may have. Look at you, Kenny. Kenny, you know, good friend of mine, and Kenny is a great man. And Kenny, is. thank you so much for having me come on here, and thanks to you guys for absolutely, having me on. Absolutely, Just by the yeah. way, stay away from chasing geese like Kenny. I have no idea you what Kenny is. channel shut down for two weeks. <laughs> maybe, 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 Kenny, that should be your, your next painting idea. You should paint yourself chasing geese. <laughs> 
Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for joining us, man. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. Stephen Ruderman. Very, very nice kid. Uh, Kenny, look at you. You got us hooked up on one of your friends. Look at that. Are you hooked up on wax right now as we speak? Yeah, I'm on weed, yeah. Yeah, you're on weed. I mean, Kenny, you're you're just rocky tonight, man. You're the king, man. Snug says, stick with your art, Kenny. Don't say, let anyone tell you otherwise. Did you ever catch the birds? LOL. Yankees cheated too. Whatevs. Who doesn't? It could be Jacoby Ellsbury. And could I hide? Yeah. Could Snug hire? The whole baseball thing now. What you get used to? He's drinking a lot of water over there. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, all that weed must make your mouth dry. Uh, <laughs> Snug says, could I, could I hire you as a goose chasing guide? Oh, you got a seal of approval over there from Snug, Kenny. <laughs> You're doing any goose chasing guides for people? You know, with your I, YouTube page. Never assist to amaze me with Kenny, man. I mean, there's always a funny story with this guy. I mean, all the crazy Miami Heat. He's on. He's on a boat. You know, he's on a like a, a cruise, and he's calling us up and telling us about the women on the boat. Who calls a radio show on a cruise? But Miami Heat does, and now Kenny tells us we haven't had Kenny on for at least a year. Kenny comes on and tells us he's chasing geese into the water. Maybe. And that's why his YouTube got shut down. Maybe next thing you know, they'll be Miami Heat will be on a cruise. They'll they'll end up docking at a one of the one of the waterfronts where Kenny's chasing geese. <laughs> the geese chaser. The worlds will come together. The worlds will collide when Kenny chases your geese into the water. You know, maybe Snuggle have a couple of geese for you to chase at his, you know, at his house. Maybe Snuggle make some cupcakes and start feeding the geese. There he goes. I think he would. Kenny would chase. Of course he would. If he knew Kenny was involved, he'd get he'd get a no. uh, 20, 24, 24 cupcakes baked in a heartbeat. Hmm? What'd you say? You not taking any phone calls tonight? No, we will. If somebody calls, yeah. we will answer. We will answer the calls, Kenny. I mean, do you want somebody to call for you, Ken? Doesn't have to, but do you want to talk to somebody? I could talk to anybody. You want to? So you want to talk to somebody? Should we get Snug to call you? Because I think Snug. Really God, Snug. You. you know you want to call. Kenny on. I mean, anybody. I'll talk to anybody. I'll even talk to the guy that is always behind Jeff. Oh, who's always that? behind. That would be Snug. No, I'm saying he'd always. If I called late, he'd always be ahead of me. Mm. If I called early, then it's like, well, you know, mm. uh, we I'm not waiting behind a lot of people. Well now, now you got the now you, you you went to the exclusive end. Now you're on video. So so which we've never had Jeff or Snug on. No, why don't we get Snug to call the show? And Come on, ask, Snug. You know you want to call. Let, let's get Snug to call the show and and ask you some questions. I think Snug would give you some. You right, know, I just got a message. My friend greatly appreciated that guy on well, the show. Tell him, Stephen. Thank you. That, that might that might help his career. He's trying to be a play by play guy. There in you the go. Industry. Well, you know, we're, we're be, trying to help go, you. What sports shows have we seen you on? And he could say this one. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And, and oh, we got yeah. we got uh, Snug the Cat ready to ask you some questions. Welcome, right. Snug. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All I can say is sometimes dreams come true. All right. And this is one of those times. Penny, you are the man, bro. You have no idea how long I've been a right, fan. Snug. Please promise me that you will call in much more, much more often. The show is not the same without you, bro. <laughs> I need to know more about this geese chasing thing because it sounds like fun, and I'm not not into it. I just need Something to know more I do, about it. Uh, 
Kind is of there a certain thing that sets you off with the geese? Like, do they look at you the wrong way? No, it's the just say something to you kind of park, snarky. Kind or... How does that work? Go ahead. Tell us what, tell us what uh, Snug asked you. I'm saying they shit all over the park. It's kind of gross. <laughs> it is. So he says they crap all over the park, Snug, and that's gross. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> sometimes that happens. Um, but... Yeah, when when you're chasing the geese, do you ever get like a handful of tail feathers, or like no, do you I ever never get, get that with close. a wing? Is it that close, or is it more like you no get a few punches before is, they get I'm, away? I'm kind of chasing them, but I'm never chasing them so far that I would like bump into them and uh, <laughs> be that cruel. What's he saying? So, Just guys, so, like a video so, so he he's. <laughs> He's saying that he doesn't chase them where he's that cruel or trying to grab them. He just wants to lure them into the water so they leave him alone. He wants to be a magnet. <laughs> okay, so what you've got to do, bro, answer to so many more things in life than you know is cupcakes. So what you do is go find a cupcake place that has day or two old cupcakes. you got to lick the icing off yourself, right? Because ducks aren't going to do that. So, and then you crumble it up and you throw it in and the sweetness will attract both the ducks and the fish in the pond. And they'll like kind of duel it out. It's kind of fun. Duel. That way you just, yeah, that way you distract the ducks, right? So that they're not, uh, they're not crapping all over the park anymore. They're just crapping on the fish, which is the fish's problem, not yours. All right. So Here, here's an idea. So Kenny, next time you go to chase the geese, do what do what Snug was mentioning with the cupcakes, and then have your friend broadcast a geese versus duck duel if it does ever happen. Well, I'll be broadcasting. That would be outstanding. I mean, that's pay per view material. People put money into that. <laughs> I'm the person that films it. You can film it. You film it, and and Snug, have Stephen broadcast it. He's the person that films it. So he's the director, the producer, the writer, and everything. But I can do TikTok. Kenny, don't let him have final edit, though, bro. That's you. You get final edit. I'm saying I can do TikToks for next two weeks. The rest so of it he can take care of, YouTube. but you want that. Trust me. He wants, you to, he wants you to watch his TikTok. So why don't you give all the fans your TikTok, Kenny, so they can see you chasing geese. All right. It's uh, Wong Brain. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Wong Brain TV. Is it Wong Brain? What, what is it? Wrong Brain? What is it? No, Wong Brain TV. It, what, spell it. Spell it. Wong Brain TV. How are you a long Unders- brain? I was out. Underscore, why? underscore no you six six six. That's a long name right there, Kenny. That's a long name for a long brain. <laughs> long brain TV at what is it? Underscore no you. Underscore six, no you six six six. Kenny's TikTok, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny, thank you for joining us, bud. Keep chasing I'm those geese, baby. Uh, what about my Kenny? Thank you so much, bro. You made my Twitter. night. Call in so much more often. You make so okay, much more sense my... than the beef. I love hearing from you. <laughs> Did you guys have my Twitter? What's your Twitter? What Kenny? is your Twitter, Kenny? We now have to know. <laughs> All right, is at K C T V Z capital K capital Z. Oh, it, it's snug. You're gonna have to get this at. Write this down, Speedy. I'm actually just researching it now. KCTV, say the rest. KCTVZ. 
T- KCTV. Oh, I think I have it. Ken TV covering. Yeah, I think I got it. I think I just. I, culture. Yes, yeah. I got it. Yeah, I just, I just gave it a follow. There you go, Kenny. We and, gave you a follow. And, and if you know somebody at the Orange County Fair, I'll be doing a puppet show there. You're doing a puppet on. show? Oh, oh, my God. This, Kenny this, at this the Sunday. puppet shows. No way. Yes. This Sunday, if you are at the Orange County Fair. <laughs> All right. Here's another addition now. You have, to, you have to include the puppets in this video of you chasing the geese and the duck. And then turn to the duck duel. Duck and geese go with your friend broadcasting. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So a puppet show at a county fair. If you want to see Kenny and his puppet show. What's the puppet show called? Uh... No, I'll just be at the Orange County Fair around 2 p.m. But what's Sunday. the puppet show called? What is the premise of the puppet show? I don't know. My friend set it up. I'm going to pay 200 $200 to do a puppet show? Lead me Errol. on, Kenny. Lead me on. <laughs> Errol will go full, uh, full Jeff Dunham. <laughs> That's good work if you can get it. That is good work. 200 bucks for a puppet yeah. show? Right? 200 bucks I mean, for a puppet show. <laughs> I do it for 150. Thanks for having Stephen and me on. Absolutely, Kenny. We'll talk soon, my friend. You can find Stephen Ruderman on all social media under that name. You are the best, Kenny. You are the best. Kenny, a.k.a. Kenny TV. He's doing a puppet show at the county fair, and he chases (laughs) geese for a living. I don't know about that. <laughs> and now he's going to be making a painting of it. Right. And my YouTube is One Brain TV. Damn, Kenny is living my best life. <laughs> Kenny, thank you, man. You're great. All right. Peace, guys. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, there's nothing like an evening with Kenny. <laughs> I mean, I, and now we give him some new ideas, too, that he's going to have to come through for. Well, just think about this. We had Kenny on for about 20 minutes. He led us on about why he got his YouTube got canceled on YouTube because he chases geese into the water. And, and then, to top it all off, he's doing a puppet show at a county fair this week. Uh, where he's getting paid $200. So if you want to see Kenny work the puppets, go to the county fair. <laughs> how, do you find a, how do you find a job like that? I like, don't who know. Do you, who do you talk to or that you know that go, hey, you want to do a puppet show? It's 200 bucks. What? <laughs> 200 bucks for a puppet show. I'd do a puppet show for 200 bucks. Oh. Uh, for 200 bucks, yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit, why do I have a job? Why do I bother? <laughs> he still explain the premise of what this puppet show is going to be, but he's making 200 bucks. I don't care what it is for 200 bucks. Uh, he is a... talk about Zach Wilson and his mom for 200 bucks. There you go, man. Yeah, I'm know. sure you would. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, you know, Kenny is a character. He absolutely is. Funny, funny character. I bet you Jeff missed that whole thing. He missed the whole oh. greatness of Kenny. Oh, by the way, Slug, what did you think about my hypothetical of Miami Heat ends up on a cruise ship which docks in a lake that Kenny is chasing geese in? What would you what would you say if that great hypothetical happens? Well, could you imagine those two guys hanging out? That would be like I would probably just drop dead on the spot for happiness. <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to believe I couldn't fortune had willed these things together. Could you imagine those two guys hanging out together? I'm pretty sure Miami Heat's in jail. I don't know that. <laughs> That's what Errol said, too. So I'm just alleging it. 
I'm relatively certain he's in jail down in Miami for doing something with power. Either, something. either that or he went to Puerto Rico and he got lost there. <laughs> <laughs> either that or he just never made it back in the country. That's probably true. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, he absolutely fell off the, the face of the earth. We haven't heard from him since Mikey C. I mean, it's been a long I, time. Now, 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 Snug, if that ends up being the case, do you think Miami, Miami Heat is smart enough to create aliases for himself? I mean, of course, Miami Heat's a professional career criminal. <laughs> it's, it's so long to get caught, right? So yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what he'll do. Oh, I remember... I remember the story he used to tell us. <laughs> He's running through the lots trying to find marijuana. <laughs> he was always drunk on the phone. Miami Heat was always hammered. He was hammered every single time. Yeah, I have to say that. <laughs> and now you got Kenny high on the video feed. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, we, that, that by itself sold the whole show. I mean, Kenny chasing geese got thrown out, thrown off of YouTube because he was chasing geese and trying to harm them. And then to top it all off, he's doing a puppet show at a county fair. Could you trying to please little kids? He's playing with puppets for two hundred bucks. Ah, oh, Kenny. I still want to know the premise of this puppet show. He never explained it, and I'm disappointed. He doesn't even know. He just got offered two hundred bucks. All right. Well, Kenny, next time you're on, you better explain what ended up happening with the puppet show. He doesn't care. He's just going to read whatever they put in front of him. Yeah, that's probably true. If he could read he it. He wants the 200 bucks. If he could read it. <laughs> he can read it. I'll give him more trust in that than Miami Heat. 200 bucks and a trip to the dispensary. That's all he's looking for, man. You don't have to do much more than that. Keep Kenny happy. Snug, thank you for calling, man. All right, gentlemen. Have a fine evening. Thank you. Ah, oh, Snug. Oh. What a show. I mean, Kenny really made that show. <laughs> of course. I mean, we still the have triumphant 40 minutes. return. Oh, my God. And we got Slug to call, and he got his, and he got his friend to come in for a little bit. It's so interesting when you get these different personalities, and they call the show, and it, it had nothing to do with sports, but it's funny. You know, it's listening to him. He's just hanging out, and you ask him silly questions, and, and not only was it silly, it just – I. Like just listening to the the craziness of his whole life story is just Kenny. That's it. Kenny's life story: chasing geese, puppet shows, and more. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you for the. So back, going back to the appeal of Deshaun Watson, uh, what are your thoughts to the NFL and and trying to argue this and trying to make this a full year suspension, which I think is ridiculous. I don't think it'll end up being a full-year suspension. I do think there will end up being some kind of compromise. Now, you look at what the settlement entailed of what the NFL was pushing on Deshaun Watson, where he was going to find either 8 to $10 million and suspended 12 games. I don't, I don't think it'll be that either. I think they're going to come to some kind of compromise. I said 10 games all along was going to be the suspension, so between six of what the initial uh, ruling was after the court case, and 12, which is what they're pushing now, and for the full season— I think it'll come down to something of that nature where either he gets fined less and suspended about 10 games or he gets fined the same amount and suspended less games, maybe eight games. I think they'll find some kind of compromise with all this. I don't think it'll be one direct legal thing that ends up being the case because there's too many parties working against it. And like uh, like Ryan was saying, the, uh, like, or Brennan was saying when we had him on, he is very... 
Roger Goodell does have a very strong ego when it comes to these types of cases. And he's going to want to stick his head in there and try to make it work so he can win. His brand can win, even if it actually doesn't. So that's what they're going to try to do. I think it'll ultimately end up with a compromise that we probably won't know for another two weeks. There's not going to be a compromise. It's going to be six games. There's no way they're going to change this ruling. The NFL is trying to obviously step in because they were embarrassed by Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson pretty much got what he wanted. I told everybody it was going to be six to eight games. It wasn't going to be any more than that. Because he wasn't convicted of anything. He wasn't convicted. And if you're not convicted of anything, there is no criminal case. So when you look at the past tense and some of the things that have happened, everybody says, well, Calvin Ridley, he got suspended for the year. That's betting on football. It's part of the game. It's part of the rules. You cannot bet on football. And that's why he was suspended for the whole year. And the, who was the other guy they were trying to compare it to uh, that was suspended? And Brady. Uh, was it Tom Brady? Yeah, Brady was the one directly in the article that uh, that came out on, on Monday when this all happened. They were trying to use the merits of the court case with Tom Brady, and Ezekiel Elliott was the domestic violence case. The, the NFL versus courtrooms, usually the NFL still gets their way, and that's why Roger Goodell is trying to force all this. Brady still got suspended four games, even though he should have been suspended the season before, technically, not the season 2016 season, because 15 is when it happened, and then Ezekiel Elliott got the six games in 2017 after that. Yeah, I think I think what, what's going on right now is the NFL hate the fact that Deshaun Watson is laughing to the bank. That's what it is. He's laughing. He doesn't have to pay any money for fines to the NFL. They want 8 to $10 million and they want it to be 12 games. They're, there's no way Deshaun Watson's going to agree to that. There's no way. No, and I, I think him rejecting the initial settlement, I think if he really cared that much, he would have taken it initially. The more it drags out, the more either one he's not going to want it, or two, the NFL is going to be a lot harder on it, too. That might be just their minimum type thing of what they were trying to settle in. But Deshaun Watson has the money. It's obvious that he doesn't really care about it. And 8 to $10 million in a fine, maybe, again, maybe that's, uh, that's nothing to him, but the games, 12 games is going to be No, no, it's not the money. Lots. I don't think the money bothers Deshaun Watson. But I, why would he pay for it? If he didn't, if he already paid off twenty of these women, and 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 looking at the big picture, he wasn't criminalized. He he never did any criminal stuff. There's nothing that proves that he is going to jail for any of these criminal things that were obviously investigated. So if there's no criminal cases, he didn't beat up anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. He didn't do anything anything that really forced it upon anybody because that's a fact, or it would have been a criminal case, then why should he be suspended for the season? It doesn't make sense. And that's why I mentioned on the Weekend Crunch, too, that this is a, as unique of a case as you can get. That's why I don't think the comparisons that Roger Goodell is trying to bring out, Tom Brady and Ezekiel Elliott and other domestic violence cases, Ray Rice in the past, too, all that, I don't think it's really fair to judge in that sense because it's just very weird. How about Roger Goodell find a new job? How's that sound? Yes, one could only hope, but that's not I, I mean, how about that? I mean, if he doesn't like the fact that Deshaun Watson beat him, then go find another job. I mean, you're making $45 million a year or $50 million. I mean, I mean what, what do you need another job for? You, yeah. you can retire right now. Oh, sure. You and your family don't have to worry about one penny anymore. So what are you complaining about? One can only hope, but yeah. I, honestly... I have nothing against the person of Raj Goodell. I don't know him as a person. But as a guy that runs an organization, as a guy that understands what it is to build an organization through endorsements and advertisements, 
Why is it the fact that when you go up on stage, everybody in the world is booing? Okay? <laughs> and it's always going to be that way. I, I, and I, I, they do it with Gary Bettman, too. but Not but, as much, though. I, I, I mean, Roger Goodell is not liked by anybody. And, even, and all the players that sit there and say that we like Roger, they don't like him. He'll do anything for the friggin' owners. He doesn't care about the players. Right. He cares about what the owners, if the owners are happy, so he can get paid. Right. The owners are the negotiating deals. The owners are the one that's paying him. The owners are the one that's giving him full benefits for the rest of his life with his children. The owners are giving him a, his own jet. I mean, come on. He's an embarrassment. Right. And, and the organization as a whole, the NFL, yeah, they're a growing organization. They know what they're doing, obviously, through endorsements and advertisements. But me and Speedy can run endorsements and advertisements and bring in top-end companies to, to promote through uh, endorsements. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that it's not it's really. A big, it's yeah, the biggest I, game in sports. I, I was going to say, there's too many outside things where you can't really just give Roderick Goodell all the credit for that. Something like betting and fantasy and other stuff that have made the game bigger is not all him. Yeah, some of it is him, but yeah, there are other commissioners that could have done that. Uh, they they could have they could have had uh, all the other past commissioners could have realized the digital trend of today and gotten the NFL TV deals and the NFL Sunday ticket. Commissioner Errol, yeah. how's that sound? I like the ring to that. Yeah, go for it. I, I, uh, at this point, why could, not? Could, how about this, Commissioner Marks? I like that. There you go. Flows off the tongue. Okay, Roger, we'll we'll give you a, you know we'll give you a settlement. All right, you could take your forty-eight million this year and your forty-eight million next year, and get the hell out of here. Right, because I think the way the game is growing with social media and all that stuff, I would have done that massively anyway. With the popularity of the sport, we were talking about it with Darren Bennett too. How 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 popular it is internationally now with in Australia where he is also in Europe too that it's getting more attractiveness to the game which is going to happen anyway it happened naturally in other sports too and football obviously it's the hardest thing to do because it's again it's very strictly American to start but now it's expanded a lot more where it's going to happen that way so all those other factors you're not going to be able to completely give credit to Roger Goodell just for that. Now, Roger Goodell, in the sense of this, too, trying to, quote-unquote, save his brand, I don't think you're going to do that anyway, no matter what the ruling is. There's going to be somebody that is going to be unhappy with the ruling, whether it's Deshaun Watson himself, whether it's the Browns, whether it's a lot of these fans, if he doesn't get suspended for a certain amount of games. Yeah, somebody's going to be unhappy with this, and you can't just, just compensate to the owners all the time. Basketball news. Could Kevin Durant rescind his trade request yeah. And stay with the net. Speedy, what do you got on this one? I, I I didn't believe it at first because I do I did think Phoenix and Miami were definitely teams that were gonna push hard, but at this point, there's just too many other circumstances that I don't think bode well for those teams to make it happen now. We've had many basketball guests that have said DeAndre Ayton is not eligible now to be traded until January because they couldn't get a legitimate offer. It was an offer sheet. So now all as a result of that, you're gonna really take less to do that, and the Nets aren't gonna do that. The Heat, they have a lot of stipulations now with Tyler Hero, they don't want to trade Bam Adebayo now. That just came out today. They they put him off limits now on any Kevin Durant trade, uh, so for whatever reason. So I think that's out now, too. So it looks more and more like he's going to stay a Brooklyn net and rescind his trade offer at this point. Yeah, I think, I, I, and I'll say it again, it makes a lot of sense that Kyrie, Kevin, and Ben stay on a team. 
at least early this season and see what these three guys could do together. And if it doesn't work out by the trade deadline, you move on from two of these guys, two out of the three. Right. You keep Ben Simmons because nobody wants him. <laughs> uh, you trade Kevin Durant for as much as you possibly can get. You, Kyrie Irving as much as you possibly Maybe Kyrie shuts up for the season, plays well, and, and then you could trade him and get as much as you possibly can for him. Because Kyrie's shutting up. Nah, yeah, that can't happen. <laughs> um, as of right now, it doesn't happen. But I, I think it makes a lot of sense for Kyrie to stay there and, and try to you know, build his draft stock. I mean, his trade stock. Right. And then you trade him. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Sean Marks has to sit down with two, all three of these guys and explain to them that we can win with you three. We, we're actually on paper with us three if we play together as good as any team in the Eastern Conference. Right. So it makes a lot of sense for them to stay together. The question is, will they? Yeah, and the other thing, too, is they can try to go with a different approach in the season, too, if they realize this team can be a contender, too. We've seen the, we we saw the Lakers on their championship team add some veteran guys to help out their depth later. And the Nets tried that approach at the start of last season when they brought in LaMarcus Aldridge. They brought in, well, they still had Blake Griffin, but they brought in all these other veterans, Patty Mills, to make it work. But that didn't that experiment didn't work for a longer season. But who says in a shorter season, they let's say the young players carry the load for the first half of the season, the Nets play play well, assuming all three of them actually play in their games. Kevin Durant missed a lot because of injury. Ben Simmons has missed a lot because of his antics and Kyrie Irving, his antics. So if they do play well enough, let's say the Nets are 27 and 13, 40 games into the season, then there'll be some veterans that could be available to trade that could be affordable. The Nets don't have the first round picks, but maybe they could do it for second round picks or future picks or even young players on their roster at that point if they emerge and evolve the way they should. Well, look, it's Josh McDaniel's father. How wonderful. Uh-huh. His face is on the TV screen. Just the magic. The magic in the McDaniels, aren't they? The magic in the McDaniels. Can so. you believe in magic? You like that song? Well, maybe the Raiders will get some. We'll see. Do you like that song, Magic? Yeah. You like that? Pretty good. It's a pretty good song. If we played that right now, could you sing the song? No. I don't know all the lyrics that, that, that well, well. What song do you know with all the lyrics? What song do I know with all the lyrics? Mm-hmm. That is a good question. Um... I could let's see probably probably have to be like a new wave song like an eighties new wave song probably would have to be one mm. of those and yeah I don't know I don't know if there's any song I know exactly all the lyrics it, there used to be a game show for that uh, that just uh, that when I was a kid I forget the name of it there's there. a game show on uh, I think right now on on Netflix oh there is there where you're trying to guess name lyrics? that tune. Yeah, no, this one I think you had to like get a certain amount of lyrics or you fill in like six lyrics or something. It was on I liked it as a kid. I didn't I didn't know a lot of the songs. It, it was just it's interesting you brought that up though too. I think name that tune is something else where you actually like have to listen to like the audio. Wasn't it the one that Mike was wa- Mikey C was watching last time he was here? Mikey C is in his own little Cuz I know he was watching all those like music shows and like game shows. Mikey C is in Mexico right now. Oh, is he? With his son, yes. Wow. Yes, good Mexico. old Mikey C. Mexico. Mexico. We are Cancuni. Cancuni. Yeah. Cancuni. He's over there, you know, uh, playing with the daffodils. Sure, we'll go with that. Yes, daffodils. I could grow in the hot desert. That's Mexico. right. Daffodillies. Um, Slex says, I hope Kyrie st- jumps on Kenny's Twitter and shares the truth. Uh, would mm. Darren Bennett enjoy an evening with Kenny? Uh, that is like, I no. have no idea. Absolutely. I, not. I would not give that much of a shot. No. Uh, maybe Goodell. He'd probably <laughs> kick the hell out of him. That's oh, definitely. I, I wouldn't doubt that. But, uh, well, not with his knee, uh, his leg injury right now. Well, both knees, actually. Right. Yeah, knee surgery in yeah. both of them. Right. But, it, yeah, so it, when, 
once he gets healthy again, I would, yeah, Darren would definitely be able to kick the you-know-what out of Kenny. Uh, maybe Goodell could do puppet shows at county fairs. Mm, maybe uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> sure, I help lure the geese in, and cupcakes are the best. Yes, now we know you love cupcakes. That's a good idea, actually. Goodell being a puppet at the fair. <laughs> That would be good. A I Roger Goodell-themed puppet. Here's my decision on the NFL. Are you fired? Boom. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, you're suspended. No. Thank you're, you, Roger. You're out of there, too, Roger. Goodbye. Thank you, Roger. Farewell, Roger. The entire county fair would be in great applause. Roger Goodell is no longer the commissioner the East of the Roger. Anyways. Yes, um, I'd, rather, I'd much rather have Arnold Schwarzenegger as commissioner. I agree. Knicks and the 76ers officially being investigated for tampering in reference of the free agency signings. We knew this was going on. It's been going on since the Jalen Brunson thing. I, I do know that the um, right now I think the 76ers are, are dealing with the tampering with the uh, whole uh, James Harden thing yes. with, with the Nets. And, and all that other stuff. So, um, I it, it's not crazy to think, and I don't think any of these teams are going to lose first round draft picks. I don't, uh, but I do believe they're going to be fined. And I don't know how deep this is, but I I do believe that Jalen Brunson was definitely tampered with with the Knicks because it, it doesn't make sense that last year, being that at the end of the season they brought in Jalen Brunson's father to sign him as a scout or part of the coaching squad and then all of a sudden the year after or you know a couple of weeks after a month after he they they get Jalen Brunson to take less money to come to New York so that's not a coinky dink okay so I do believe there's some truth to it I think the the league has to investigate it when they do they're going to find these teams mm-hmm. and I think it's going to happen I think both the Knicks and the 76 are going to pay a, a high price fine I don't think the Knicks care because James Dolan's one of the richest men in the world and I'm sure um, over there with the 76ers, they have a very rich man, too. So Right. We'll say, well, that's the I, I don't yeah. think a couple hundred thousand dollars is going to really bother them. Yeah, I think both those situations definitely look fishy. James Harden, with his whole contract dispute, he ended up taking less eventually. Maybe that was to cover the tracks of this kind of thing, too. Because James Harden, if he wants to commit to that, is not going to want to get the organization in trouble either, where they're going to lose all that stuff. Yes, they'll lose money, but if they don't, if they don't lose players or draft rights to something or even the rights to be able to move these players and make good trades to help the 76ers grow. They're not going to want to have that kind of thing. So maybe James Harden could be fishy covering his tracks. He took less to do so. Maybe he'll get more on a bigger contract. Who knows? But the Knicks, yeah, the Knicks were really hiding their tracks at all. You, you saw those guys at the Mavericks game scouting out uh, Donovan Mitchell and J- uh, Jalen Brunson. Julius Randle was doing all his nonsense that he loves to do and trying to I guess, recruit these players, too. So it's definitely not surprising. I, I don't know if he'll get any individual punishment in addition to the front office getting theirs. But, yeah, I would definitely imagine there's going to be some kind of hefty fine. Hopefully the Knicks don't lose draft picks as a result of this. I, I, I don't know. We saw Miami just lose a first and a third, the Dolphins. But, again, that's a different sport, so we'll see what happens. Maybe Adam Silver is a little more lenient with that kind of thing. But let's hope they don't because the Knicks have a lot of draft stocks, so let's hope they don't. And last story uh, before we go. Uh, the Islanders are one of the three finalists to land Nazim Kadri. Okay. Right now, Lou Lamorello is getting attacked all over social media. All the Islander fans are attacking Lou because he hasn't done anything all offseason. The Rangers made a couple of moves. Lost a couple of players, yeah. but made a couple of moves. Uh, they added a player. 
of, uh, of high magnitude, especially a center that can win face-offs and all that other stuff. And the Islanders sitting, the only big move they made was with a defenseman in the first round of this year's draft where Islander fans were having a heart attack because they made that move for the 13th pick. And what Lou was saying in the off season, going into the offseason is that they need to find more offense. They need to find a goal scorer to help out the first line. They struck out on Johnny Goudreau. They struck out on the Matthew Kachuk, thank God. <laughs> um, and now you're going to their last familiar name in Nazim Kadri, who's a good offensive player. He really is. Uh, is he a superstar player? No. But is he a goal scorer? Could he give the Islanders that goal scoring help in the first line? Yes, I would have liked to see Johnny Goudreau. I would have liked to see one of those highly profiled offensive players. But right now, there's nobody available. And the only person that's available in free agency, and one of the main reasons why he didn't sign, because he wants to get the most money, being that there are three teams a bidding war against him, the Isles, the Avalanche, and the Red Wings, the bidding award, Speedy, the bidding award goes to who? It goes to Kadri. He he could take the most money. And I wouldn't want to be a Red Wing, okay, because they're horrible. So I would count out the Red Wings. I don't think he's going there. So it's either his old team or the Islanders. The Islanders are a play, borderline playoff team going into the offseason when healthy, uh, having a full home, uh, home games at home. Once the season started, starts, and you don't have to wait until the second month to see a home game. And the Islanders have some good young players, so you can, you know, you could be put on with a with a very well known defensive machine that needs offense. Yeah, or, or you can go to the Avalanche. Yeah, it's interesting because I think Detroit with where they're at right now, will probably have to overpay a little for Nazem Kadri. The Avalanche, if he were to go back there, he might take less because he knows that the Avalanche are going to have to pay people too because their team is young and obviously just won the Stanley Cup, so they're going to be very good for a while. So they're going to have to give big money to a lot of their young players. So the Islanders are kind of in between where I think they have some expectations for sure. They should be more talented than they played last season, but we know the circumstances. They didn't have the home games. They had all the COVID issues. So again, I think... Nazem Kadri knows that the Islanders are still going to be a desirable destination. Now, you also mentioned, though, too, that the Islanders probably were more pursuing speed wing types, and I think that's still where they have to lean. Now, there's going to be plenty of other guys that could get a, be available from the Western Conference. I've heard the Sharks are trying to trade some guys as well. Maybe Timo Meyer is a guy that the Islanders could go after too. Vancouver uh, Vancouver has been dangling, Brock, uh, not Brock Besser, uh, JT Miller as another option, with, which we've heard for the Islanders. And Arizona has been trying to purge everybody at this point. So those are other options. I think Kadri is not as much what they would need. But if he wants to go there, it's definitely helpful for the Islanders to get some goal-scoring prowess. I think they need more of wing depth, speed guys. I don't know at 31 years old how much Kadri is going to help in the speed department. And that's why I think either the Avalanche will take him on less or Detroit might even overpay for him. They've been, they've been aggressive this offseason. Andrew Kopp, David Perron uh, helped that out. They had a, a good young def- – uh, Ben Sherrod is a good defenseman. So they got options. They're trying to keep Dylan Larkin here. He's been dangling in trade rumors a lot. So if they want to keep him, they could add some more guys. And that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. We're ending a little bit early today. Uh, we, we had a great show. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Kenny. Great Thank show. you to all the different guests that we had. Brandon Walker, Ryan Noonan, uh, they were fantastic. Uh, 
it's been a it's a great great show yes. and and we got through all the different t- segments we're going to get in. and and I'll tell you this there's not a lot of sports right now but it's coming uh, you know obviously the NFL is right around the corner preseason starts next week fully and uh, we're going to be talking about all these different teams. We got the major leagues playoff and all that different things coming up, and then basketball and hockey right around the corner. It, it's this once summer's over, it's going to be fun. Right. It really is going to be fun to talk about it. So, uh, thank you to all the different people. Uh, you know, guests that we had: Brendan Walker, who loved it; Ryan Noonan, that loved it. Uh, we had Kenny and Kenny. <laughs> and uh, and all the craziness with Kenny and Stephen Rutterman and. It's been great. It was a great show, and uh, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, doing a full show. Uh, we will be switching our show to Wednesday, probably in the next two weeks. Uh, Wednesday, 7 to 10, and then we're going to be doing Thursday, the late night, 9 to 12. So we're going to do one late show and one early show uh, moving forward when the winter starts, so uh, after the summer. So it'll be 7 to 10 on Wednesday and 9 to 12 on Thursday, back-to-back days. Uh, like we did, but it'll be a little bit early on Wednesday, so a lot of the young kids can actually tune in and listen to us before they go to sleep, uh, you know, when they go back to school. So it'll be fun. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Um, that's it. Uh, listen to the Weekend Crunch every single Saturday at 103.9 FM here on Long Island. If you're not living on Long Island, check it out on uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, just look up 103.9 FM, uh, Long Island News Radio. Uh, that's it. Speedy, you have anything to say before we go? I'll just, I'll just preview next week on Tuesday. Uh, we have former Raiders, Rams, and Saints wide receiver Mark Pattison. And he, he's also interesting. He's an award winner, too, and he also – was one of the guys he also was a guy that climbed Mount Everest which is a very interesting thing he's got an exhibition so he'll be on at 9.30 and then returning to the show at 10pm on Tuesday is Suns TV broadcaster and Cowboys national radio play-by-play broadcaster Kevin Ray I remember Kevin yeah. Kevin and he, uh, he actually next week he'll be actually be going to Cowboys training camp so he'll have some inside scoops oh, as how well. wonderful yes the people love it if he's listening yeah, that's um, a good point. <laughs> so definitely stay tuned. We have great shows lined up for Tuesday and Thursday. Good night, everybody. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.